I am going to uh, remind everyone out there to go to HankStrange.com. That's the way that you could best support us. We've got Lola's deals is on there. Lola's posting up daily deals and all kinds of good deals, especially for you folks that are right now, for some reason, trying to get all the guns and ammo in the world. You can go to HankStrange.com. You can find out stuff about us. Join our email list. That's where we'll give away things. By the way... I'm rocking my Gun Nerds shirt. Let's see if I can show that off to the people. I'll stand on my tippy toes. There we go, Gun Nerds. I'm actually got my shirt in for Ballistic Inc. If you guys want to get this shirt, go to Ballistic Inc. Go to the Hank Strange store, and you can get yourself a Gun Nerds shirt. Uh, I designed it. The, the, the awesome people at Ballistic Inc. Like, took my, my terrible drawings or whatever I put together and made this. They did a good job. So uh, please go over there. I think we're feeding through to everyone now, so let me get everyone, let me get the guys up here on the screen, and then um, I'm going to drop the open, actually. Boom. Welcome there back goes the to open. the Strange situation. <laughs> Since we're all going through. Lifestyle Make sure you guys subscribe, thumbs up, ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live. Okay, we've got a new guest here, special guest, Scotty Banks. Scotty, we do this thing called Jazz Hands. So it kind of goes like this. I hope you're okay with this. Jazz hands. There we go. That's how we break the ice around here. Uh, and, yeah, and, and Mike from MW Tactical always has to be cooler than everybody else. So he's doing jazz pinky. <laughs> yeah, his, his is much cooler than Mike. Oh. <laughs> he always has to try to be cooler. We are live. I hope you guys have your big girl panties on. This is episode 527 of the Who Move My Freedom podcast. I'm the host, Hank Strange. And uh, our special guest tonight, as I said, is Scotty Banks. He's a firearms instructor at Glock Pro. What? That's right, he's here. Scotty Banks is joining us. And of course, we've got Mike from MW Tactical in the house, also joining us. Uh, the show is brought to us here by Franklin Armory. Shout out to the Franklin Armory guys, makers of fine binary triggers. Perfect for your coronavirus uh, apocalypse. <laughs> Perfect thing. <laughs> they, don't make, they don't make binary triggers for Glocks yet, uh, Scotty. I don't know, you know. No, no, no. <laughs> Someone might be working on that, though. Someone might be working. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So shout out to everyone out there. Please smash the thumbs ups. Um, if you have questions for Scotty or Mike or myself, let me know, and we will get to those. Uh, first of all, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to Mike. What's up, Mike? How's everything going? Everything is going great. Um, thanks for having me on to the show. And I want to thank everybody who contributed to the GoFundMe campaign that I had going on a few months back. I donated $1,800 to the gym out of all the money and, and minus the fees that GoFundMe actually charged. And we're about to get some officers. Well, we actually paid for officers who are already at the gym because we tried to um, bring in officers to get the training. It didn't work out how we wanted it, so we just reversed it, and we paid for um, spots for the officers who are already at the gym. So. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. Uh, well, and we'll definitely. So that is that program over, or you, you're not doing that anymore, or it's still going? No, we ended it for okay. right now. Um, now we're focusing on other measures, um, okay. other projects that we need to um, push forward with. Okay, cool. We'll get into that here. Let me go to Scotty right now. Scotty, um, you know this is your first time on the show, so if you can explain to the folks who you are, what you do, how did you how did you get to this particular point in your life here, so you can get us caught up, and then we'll jump into the sure. rest of our convos here. 
Yeah, so I'm the training manager of Glock Professional. Uh, so my job is just to travel around the world and uh, teach on Mr. Glock's platform. You know, we teach armors classes and we also teach shooting courses. Uh, I've been at Glock for 12 years now. I spent a lot of time up in the warranty slash technical service department getting to actually know the gun and, you know, the different generations, the makes, the models, the parts, ins and outs. So I spent a lot of time up in warranty. My whole career has been uh, spent in the factory at headquarters in Smyrna, Georgia. I've been over to Austria many times. Uh, life before Glock was in the Marine Corps, and then I went into law enforcement, and then I left my LE position full-time uh, to come be a full-time trainer for Glock. However, I, I, I'm still uh, a reserve deputy with my agency, uh, the Bartow County Sheriff's Office. is about 40 miles north of Atlanta. But I spend all my time now, my full-time gig is traveling around the country, man, doing, doing these training classes for Glock. Yeah, that's awesome, man. You're deep in the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty deep into it, yeah. Yeah, you're all the way in the game. <laughs> I'm in it, man, I'm in it. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, and the thing, the first thing, I, so I've got a whole bunch of things that just went through my mind when you're talking about Glock. But if folks out there have questions, let us know, or Mike, if you have questions. My first thing is, that is an awesome job that you have at Glock. <laughs> Yeah, I've been pretty blessed, man. I've been pretty blessed to have a great team. Mm -hmm. I have a team of guys made up of all specialized background, high-end SWAT guys, uh, uh, SF guys, Marine Recon guys. So we got a pretty. I've been pretty blessed to get to do what I get to do, man. I mean, I get it's not it's not work when you love it, and I get paid to travel around the world and and, and talk about guns. Awesome, awesome. So exactly, um, how, how can I how can I you know do you need like an assistant? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I tell you what. Man, yeah, I'm not. I'm not as good. First of all, let me explain something to you. I don't know how to. You know how to probably take a Glock apart to its, to all its little tiny parts and put it back together. I don't know that, and <laughs> I, I'm not as good at drawing my gun or shooting or any of that kind of stuff. But I'm willing to learn on the job. <laughs> I got you, man. I got you. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, how. How did you how did you wind up working for Glock? You so I know you said you're in the military, you're in the Marines, right? Was, uh-huh. Okay. So you came you came out of, what did you do in the Marines? I was uh with an artillery unit. I mm -hmm. uh, spent most of my time at Pendleton, did some time over in Okinawa. Uh, I got out of the Marine Corps and I went straight into law enforcement. And uh I landed at Glock, man. I just I call it a gift from God. You know, I uh I just stepped out on faith. Uh, my last assignment in law enforcement was actually uh, doing undercover narcotics and vice work. Mm. And uh, my, my sons were small at the time, you know, and uh, I wanted to change, but I wanted to do something that, that you know, I was going to enjoy. And, and the funny story is that when I actually went to Glock, I never went there with the intentions of, of actually staying. I just kind of went there, just kind of, you know, regroup, get the family life together, and I was going to go back into law enforcement. But when I got there, they treated me so good. And uh, tell you a quick story: one of the VPs pulled me out back one day, uh, and I thought he was going to fire me because he pulled me out back, came and got me from my office, pulled me out back, and I'm like, "Holy crap, where are we going?" And we go to the parking lot in the back of the building. Oh, oh boy! <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm freaking out. I'm really freaking out. I've only been with the company for a short time. Uh -huh. and, uh, he stopped, turns around, and looks at me, and basically says, "He looks at me and says, hey, we know who you are. We've done our homework on you.'" And he said, "If you stay with this company, you'll have a great career." Oh. And, uh, yeah, because I was still kind of straddling the fence about staying at Glock or going into law enforcement. And uh, I made the decision to stay, and uh, it's, it's been the best decision ever made. I mean, I love being a Marine. I love being a cop. But this is really, when people say they have a dream job, I really have a, dr a dream job. I get to 
you know, talk guns and I get to meet like-minded people. So I still get to stay relevant, mm-hmm. okay? But I'm, I'm, I'm just not actually doing the job any longer because we teach high-end SWAT guys. We teach military units. I mean, so we, we, we touch some of everybody, you know, competition guys. We, we touch some, some of everybody. And that's what I love about the job. Uh, I get to touch everybody. Yeah. Uh, by the way, um, let me just uh, get this out there. I know some people are talking about the audio. I know you're using a phone, so I see some people saying to move closer to the mic. I don't know if there's any way that you could uh, amplify what you're... Thanks I, I, for my iPad. Yeah. Oh, it's your iPad? Okay, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I turned you up a little bit, so my apologies to the people who there's uh, maybe some audio issues out there. Um, you know, we'll, we'll try to address that. I did turn, I did turn up the volume here. A little bit as much as I could. Let me see if I can go in and individually turn your volume. No, I don't think I can actually. Well, let me see. Do I? What about if I turn up on my device? Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think you could turn up the mic. I don't know if you can control the microphone volume on the iPad. Okay, got it. I'm not sure about that. So, um, see, like usually for me, I got a big, I got a big voice. So, you know, but you, you're, you're like, you're a little softer spoken than me. Even though you're more, yeah, yeah. even though you're more badass, I got to make up for my <laughs> less badassery by having a bigger mouth. I learned that growing up in New York City. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, so we just talk badass, and that's how you know. Hope that's like how you solve fifty percent of the problems. No doubt. <laughs> yeah. So um, I don't know if Mike has any uh, questions here. Um, I think James Lawson wants to know what years were you in the what years were you in the Marines? Ninety three to ninety seven. Ninety three to ninety seven. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's there was some Desert Storm stuff going on at that time, right? I think it, yeah. What well, else? Re- regrouping, trying to do it again, but okay. Mike didn't get deployed. Yeah. Um, okay. Cool. So, so you want you wind up working for Glock. You get to travel around the world. Do you get to yep. do you get to fly on the special corporate Glock jet, or do you have? To I have a, not, man. I, I got I got friends with the company that that's in okay. different positions. Mm-hmm. They've actually had to have the honor and the privilege of flying on on, on the Glock jet. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> okay. that, that's on my to do list. Yeah, I, that's I, on the... <laughs> once I, once once I get that done, I know I'm officially I have officially arrived. Yeah, that's like the special bathroom key over a Glock, I guess, right? I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah you get you get the key, you get the corporate jet. You know, it's it's all good. Um, yep. So let me see here. I'm trying to uh we run guns. Shout out to Andrew from We Run Guns. He says, "What's your favorite Glock?" So, are you? Well, let me ask this before you answer the favorite your favorite Glock thing. Are you only okay. allowed like so as a Glock employee? Can you only talk about Glocks or, you know, can you? Uh, are you... I mean, I don't get into you know bad mouths and other companies, but right. I mean, we we all all of us Glock guys, man. We all have other we 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 had lives before we came to Glock. So mm-hmm. quite naturally, if you're a gun guy, before I came to Glock, you know, I had other guns. I've owned Sigs and. And at Springfield Armories and mm-hmm. HKs and Berettas. I mean, I've owned all of them, you know what I mean? Uh, however, now that I work for Glock, you know, I, if I'm going to spend my money on something, you know what I mean, you know, I buy Glocks, you know? Okay, okay, but, understood, understood, understood. So what is your favorite Glock? I do Glock? have stuff in my safe. Yeah, what's your favorite Glock, though? Oh, man, man, that's... If I could only have one Glock, mm-hmm. if, 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 you know, if, if, if the good Lord, you know, came out of the sky and, and said, all right, You've been a bad boy. I'm taking all your stuff. I'm only gonna leave you one. Uh, I would probably go with the Gen 5, uh, the Gen 5 Glock 19 MOS, mm. uh, and 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 the reason why is that the 19 has arguably been the best 
do it all around do it handgun on, on, on the planet for a long time. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, even even the guys that don't really drink the Glock Kool-Aid can't deny that the Glock 19 is no doubt one of the finest, you know, pistols ever been made, you know, for, for what, it, you know, for for duty purposes and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. I like the 19 because it's small, it's lightweight. It, I can carry a lot of ammo. It, it holds a lot of rounds. I said MOS configuration because I'm getting older now. So uh, those 25-yard shots, I can't do them like I used to do them because I can't see as good. So with the, with the I throw me a Trigicon RMR on there or either Aimpoint Acro, whatever you, you I, I decide to run. But the Block 19 Gen 5 MOS, that is definitely the one for me if I could only have one. Okay, cool. Um, and by the way, we're getting lots of questions, so I'm going to try to I'm gonna, uh, try to hold my 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 uh thing here so i can get to all these questions uh quickly let's let's see mike do you have what's your favorite glock because i'm going to say mine but um what, you know yeah you're gonna you're gonna be disappointed don't say that it's not a glock it. don't even say it no 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 okay trust me um, okay what's i your... don't own a glock oh um, boy <laughs> i've fired plenty of glocks before and and I can honestly say when I got my Schussensnier award mm -hmm. over in Germany, mm -hmm. I shot a Glock and that competition, well, not a competition, but in that um, assessment test, as, if you want to call it that. But um, unless Scotty is willing to change my mind about Glocks, I can uh, give him my address and we can talk wait, about it. Hold on one second, though. Let me understand this. <laughs> You've had Glocks in your life, right? No, I never you owned ne a Glock. You never had a Glock. Owned a Glock. I've you? owned Smith and Wessons, Walther, and now STI. Okay, Mike MW Tactical Woodland. In your life, you've never owned a Glock. Shame never. on you. For shame. <laughs> For shame. Hey, like I said, hey, <laughs> seriously. If Scotty is willing to try to convince me and break the mold or whatever else to oh, turn me man. around. I, I was I was willing to take one, play with it, do competitions with it, classes, whatever it wow. may take, and give an honest assessment on yeah. it. But I've never owned a Glock. Yeah, I wouldn't say you're not a gun guy because I think there's probably quite a few gun guys out there that have never owned Glocks. But wow, absolutely. Yeah, wow. My my first my first uh, official gun owning was a Glock 19, and I was gonna say that's like the everyman gun as far as i'm concerned that glock 19 you know since colt came up with the single action pistol back in whatever that thing came around the glock 19 man that's universal everybody should have one of those yeah yeah at least one right yeah glock 19 i like the gen 4 but i i understand like what you're saying about the mos version so uh we got to do something with mike man we got to get him some kind of some kind of Glock up in there. So, what's your favorite? What's your favorite handgun then, Mike? Since you're not uh, you're not a Glock guy. Oh well, you know I'm very partial to um, Walther. So oh, okay. Q5, the PPQ on. Okay. Um, I'm very partial to them. Um, mm -hmm. Far as competition, um, I have that connection mm -hmm. with the STI that I'm shooting. And like I said, in my safe, I got plenty of guns in my safe. It's just you don't those have, are the ones. You don't have any Glocks. More. You don't have any Glocks, bro. Nah, it's no yeah. Glocks in there. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's up with that. Brian Quick says Glock is the most tested and proving, proven pistol on the planet. How can someone not own at least one? <laughs> hey, don't don't shoot the choir, boy. I, please. I'm not saying this because Scotty's here. I'm not saying this. This is like mind blowing to me. 
We, we got to have an intervention or something on you. <laughs> you know, I, I've got a couple of Glock 19s, but you can't have any. You can't have mine. Scott, you live in Atlanta? You live in Atlanta? Yeah. Uh, you live in Atlanta? Scott? I live in a little town called Carlsville. It's about 40 miles north of Atlanta. Yeah. All right, so I live in Columbia, so I'm about three hours away from it. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I am willing to make that journey down there to um, Smyrna, Georgia, to the Glock. Talk to you oh, we'll and see whatever we can work that. out. That's, yeah. That's easy money. Yeah, we'll set yeah. that up. But, but Scotty, please make him pay um, three times the amount of money for a Glock 19. <laughs> as, a personal, <laughs> as a personal favor to me, yeah, when, yeah, when he yeah. buys one Glock 19, make him pay for three. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Hey, all right. So, hey, Scotty, look, I'm on the Glock website right now, and uh -huh. I would say if I had my choice of a Glock, which would be 9mm, it would have to be the G34. I knew you were going to say that. I yeah. yeah, and the only reason I say that is competition. because it says competition. Yeah, yeah no yeah. doubt. We got one in the safe, man. We'll, we'll, arrange, we'll arrange that trip for you. Come down and We'll, we'll invite you down to the range, and we'll pull out a, gen, uh, a G34. We'll do Gen 4 and Gen 5, let you decide. We'll do 3, 4, and 5. How about that? 3, 4, and 5. And yeah, let you decide what, you know, what, flavor, what flavor you like, and, and, and we'll go from there. Yeah. So, yeah, no doubt about but it. But make him, make him pay more money. I'm sorry. He's got, <laughs> he's got making up to do, man, since he never bought a Glock. He's got, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's got he's yeah he's got to make up make it up to the universe. If not, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's some there's some anti Glock people out there right now, like just mad. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this then, um, if mm -hmm. you can break this down to me, because once again I've never been into the Glock firearms. You got it. Um, I don't understand the numbers, and when somebody rat rattles off a number to me, I actually got to text somebody or look it up and say, got it, got it, got it. Glock? Yeah. Good question. So, Good question. So the Glock 17, to my, as far as how we designate the model numbers? Correct. Yeah, yeah. So the Glock 17, uh, that was Mr. Glock's 17th patent. That's how it came about the 17. And it just went from there. The numbers just went from there. So 17, 18, 19, you know what I mean? That's how it, it, that's how it, that's how it started. So it started with the Mr. Glock's 17th patented, which the Glock 17 is what started it all. The Glock 17 was introduced by way of SHOT Show around, I think, 1985. Uh, and they went from there. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so my question that I would tag on to, to what – that was a really good question for Mike. My question I would tag on to that is it still – it's it stays sequential now, right? Is it – like sequential according to invent like when the that particular Glock was invented? Yeah, yeah. So, okay. so like, you know, we, we for an example, like when we came out with the G forty five a few years ago, people thought it was a forty five auto, but it was actually a nine millimeter. But it was like, well you had a G forty three and you skipped the G forty four and you went to G forty five. So everybody was wondering, well, why did y'all skip the model forty four and go to the model forty five? And mm -hmm. the reason the reason being was because the G44, which is now the 22 caliber, right, that we mm -hmm. just released, uh, it was still in research and development. So we're still testing it, making sure that, you know, everything is good to go. One of the good things about Glock is that, you know, we, we, we don't put stuff out unless we feel that we can do it better than anybody else. You know what I mean? And so uh, the 44, it wasn't up to Glock standards. 
so we skipped over it while we still worked on it, and we came out with the G45. Let me give you a little bit of history if I have time, Hank. I don't want absolutely, man. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you got all the time in the world. Let me give you a little bit of history about the G45. So, the G45 is a direct descendant of the Glock 19X. So, the 19X, everybody's aware of, it was the gun that we designed for the military trials. It was it was designated the the 19 MHS, which stood for Modular Handgun System. Okay, well. When the Army decided to go another route, uh, we had this great pistol that we thought, hey, this is a great pistol, and it got kind of got leaked out. And we figured, you know, some of our senior management were like, hey, well, hey, we got this good pistol, well, and if our customers want it, why not release it to them? So mm-hmm. what they did, they took the, the, the military pistol, the MHS pistol, and they took – the only difference is between that gun and the 19X is that the MHS pistol had the uh, ambidextrous uh, manual safety on both sides. So we took the, the manual safety off of it, okay, and now we had the 19X, which is a hybrid gun. It has a 17-length grip mm-hmm. and then a 19-length slot, which a lot of people found appealing because I'm a little guy, so I don't have big old gigantic hands. So the 19 fits great in my hand. But okay. I've seen guys with big hands like you, Hank, with big hands. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't get uh, as much purchase on the frame because of the short grip of mm-hmm. the 19. So what we did with the 19X and the G45, we simply merged two of our best pistols, the Glock 17 and the Glock 19, and we just combined them together. We called them the crossover series. So we had a 17-length grip, so now those guys, even with bigger hands, can get a full purchase on the pistol. And then we had a compact length slide, the 19-length slide and barrel. So the 45 came around because... When the 19X was was produced at Shot Show years ago, I think 2016, everybody loved it, but they were like, "Can we get it in black?" Now go figure, Glock hadn't made a gun in, that was colored in 25 years or so. Mm-hmm. And when we released the 19X in Coyote Tan, everybody said, "Oh man, we love the gun, but can we get it in black?" And I was like, "You got to be shitting me, right?" Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So I think yeah. I would be. I think I would count myself as one of those people that was like, "Yeah." So. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, let, let, I like different colors, so I get people yeah, yeah. liking the different colors. I'm like that too, but I, I'll be honest with everyone. All my Glocks are black. Yeah, mine too. Yeah, I'm and like so, Wesley Snipes, man. Always been on black. Yeah, no doubt, right? So, 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 uh, so the 19X was was created at the request of the military, just how they asked for it, you mm-hmm. know. And so now we had this gun on the civilian market now, and a lot of police agencies who wear, you know, blue uniforms and green uniforms, they was like, well, I don't know if I want a, a tan gun in my holster. So there was a huge demand for the 19X in black. So what we did, we went back to the drawing board, and we created the G45. Remember, we skipped the G44, and we went straight to the G45. Mm-hmm. And what the G45 was, it was just a, an all-black version of the 19X with some what I call enhancements. So the G45, it came with the uh, beveled magazine wheel, flared mag wheel for for easier and quicker reloads. And it also came with the front cocking serrations. And then later on, we introduced the G45 in the uh, MOS configuration so that we could run optics on it. So uh, I, I tell folks the difference between the G45 and the 19X is that the 19X is just, it's brown. It has no flared magwell, it has no front cocking serrations, and it has uh, no MOS capability. So, oh, the G- okay. yeah, so the G45, man, give you a couple of upgrades, no doubt. Oh, okay, all right, cool. 
Um, let me see. There's a couple of things I want to I want to get back to that. There's a couple of things. Uh, Elster's rifles and reloading. So it sounds like someone has uh, some coronavirus in the background. That's Lola. The AC in here is not shutting off for some reason. So Lola, I think you know how to handle that situation. But it's not so far as me. I don't know. I don't know. Lola's working at the hospital, so at some point here, we're all getting coronavirus. <laughs> that's that's pretty much going to happen around here. Um, let me see. Uh, there's a couple of things. So Kathleen Music Music Lover says Glock 17 first number. So the 17 was the first number. Were there like 16 prototypes uh, before that? I don't know. I'm not sure whether or not that's something no, you could talk about. It was it was Mr. Glock's 17th patent. So Mr. Okay. Glock didn't make handguns oh. prior to. Uh, he didn't make handguns prior to him oh. making the Glock 17 model. So let me give you a little history class real fast. Okay. Uh, Mr. Glock was an engineer by trade, and he 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 made stuff like curtain rods and door handles and stuff like that. And then he went on to start making. Uh, he he was making machine gun bodies. I mean machine gun belts. Uh, he was making uh, grenade bodies. He was making a lot of different things, e tools, knives, stuff like that. Uh, the Austrian military were in. They were looking for a for a uh, a replacement pistol for their aging Walter P38 pistols, mm-hmm. and the gun had to meet so many requirements. Okay, it had to be this, it had to be that. It couldn't be this, it couldn't be that. So Mr. Glock goes to the drawing board. He comes up with a working prototype, submits it to him. He wins a four thousand unit contract, and pretty much the rest is history. Wow. Hmm. Okay, that's that's actually really cool. Um, you know, I, so. What was? Do you know what patent number one was? I'm just curious. I don't. I do not oh. know. Because <laughs> I want a I want a Glock one. I don't care if it was a curtain rod. <laughs> yeah, but Mr. Glock, he, he, you know, he made, you know, he made, you know, he made uh, knives and e tools and all those things before he ever started making pistols. Oh, yeah, that's 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 actually pretty awesome. Go ahead, go ahead, Mike. Yeah, I was gonna say. So my question is, the Glock one. Look like it did today, but a little bit more blocky. Yeah, so the, the Generation One Glock that started it all, right? Uh, that was the Generation One Glock. Yeah, uh, but and that, but that is the Glock Seventeen. That's the Glock Seventeen. Yeah, the that's the Glock, Glock Seventeen. Glock, yeah, was, that was Glock. over in Austria. It was mm-hmm. dubbed the, the the P80. That stood for Pistole 80. And, okay. Uh, that was known as the Glock Seventeen when it got to America. Uh, mm-hmm. So the great thing about the system, Mr. Glock came up with this revolutionized call it the safe action system so the system that he used people freaked out they were like well those guns don't have safeties on them and what i told people uh it i i like to think of it as a souped up revolver so Mm -hmm. those people that carry revolvers now all of a sudden they're they're uncomfortable carrying a glock pistol let me break it down to what i'm saying so with a revolver i tell these guys i said with a revolver uh you simply to load it up you open up the cylinder you put the rounds in the cylinder you close it up if you want to turn it on, you do what? You simply press the trigger, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So to make it start up, you press the trigger. To make it stop, you get off the trigger. Well, take a Glock pistol. You take a magazine. You put rounds in the magazine. You insert the mag into the uh, into the frame. You chamber around to turn it on. Once again, you press the trigger. To turn it off, you get off the trigger. Mm-hmm. So the Glock system, it works very, very similar to a double-action revolver. Now, we have three built-in safeties, and people freak out because they're used to working a manual safety, but the safeties are built into the fire control system, the trigger safety, the fire and pin safety, and the drop safety. So as I put my finger on the trigger and start to turn the system on by pressing the trigger, those safeties sequentially disengage one by one 
trigger safety, fire pin safety, drop safety, gun goes bang, the gun does what it does, it, it goes through the cycle of operation, and then the safeties re-engage in reverse order so that when I get completely off the trigger, the gun is automatically back in safe mode just like a revolver. Hmm. Okay, very cool. Listen, I'm, I'm learning a lot of stuff. I'm, you know, this is actually pretty cool, man. Yeah. I'm enjoying this. So, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I have Mike, another question. Okay. All right, so um, everybody's familiar with the MMP version of the handgun that Smith & Wesson makes. Yes. And I'm a firm believer in that Smith & Wesson actually took a Glock and made it their version, but more people can compare with the Smith & Wesson over the Glock, in my opinion. So yeah. what is your take on that? Without getting too deep into it, you know what I mean, uh, this, the MMP, you know, great gun, you know what I mean? Uh, if you if you know and understand guns, you look at the MMP, it's a lot of Glock-like characteristics, you know what I mean? Correct. Uh, Correct. They were not able to successfully do the things we've done. Anytime you add to a system, you complicate it. You compound it, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So, you know, we've, you know we, we've been able to keep our parts very, very minimal, you know, which means less stuff that can break, less stuff that can go wrong. Uh, the MMP, good pistol, we don't, we don't, you know, we don't go around bashing other competitors and stuff like that. That's not my forte. Uh, but I will tell you this, that when you add to the system, you add to it, you know, you got more stuff that can go wrong, more stuff that can break. So, yeah, the MMP, uh, it has a lot of Glock-like characteristics, though, yes. Yeah. Um, one thing that I, one thing I would, I would add to this here, and I'm by no means a Glock expert or anything like that, um, but in, in my experience, a lot of people say that Glocks look really simple, and I think they are simple, but simplicity is genius. So there's exactly, to me, I feel like there's exactly what you need in the Glock. It's all there. And, and it looks simple, but I don't think it's, it's, it's as simple as it looks. Like people always say, oh, you know, you could, it's, it's just a couple of parts in a Glock. It's actually way more complicated than that. And I think people yeah. find out when they're building these Glock clones, right? Because there's videos out there where people think, oh, you could just slap these Glock clones together like building an AR. And from my experience of us uh, uh, building like those polymer 80s, etc., it's fun, but it's not as easy as it looks. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm glad you touched on that. Uh, the Glock, you know, it is a simple pistol, but it's, there's still a whole lot of research and development that goes into it to making sure everything is precise. You know, our quality control is precise. You know what I mean? Our Everything that we do, man, it, it, it's, it's on a strenuous uh, uh, regime. Mm -hmm. And the problem with, 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 with the Glock, people think it's so simple it's probably the most modified handgun on the planet. Mm -hmm. And for that reason, because people think it's so simple, but what they end up doing, they end up making all these modifications and now they end up running around with a fighting pistol or everyday carry pistol that's unreliable and they don't even know it. I mm -hmm. always tell people, Hank, that just because you like guns and you shoot them doesn't mean you understand guns. So yeah. when I teach an armors course, I want you to go away from my class and I want you to truly understand how the system works. So when you and I'm not against aftermarket parts, you just need to know what I tell folks is that when you put aftermarket parts in your gun, it's like taking medication. That's the analysis that I use. Uh, so, for an example, I take high blood pressure medication, right? So mm -hmm. I know when I take this medication, they give me a damn warning label. They say it may cause all these things, right? Mm -hmm. So, but when you when you use aftermarket parts, there's no warning label. So there's side effects that you don't know about. 
Mm. And then you, you start doing things to the gun because you, you think it's so simple. But every time you start changing something and modifying something, you compromise that legendary reliability that Glock is known for. And if it's a fun gun, if it's a competition gun, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you can you know do what you need to do to it. I understand trying to get that competitive advantage. I get that part of it. But a fighting gun, you know, you can't afford to come in second place with a fighting gun. You know what I mean? And yeah. we see that all the time. That's probably one of the biggest things with our pistol. People try to modify them. Yeah. And they do all these things to them. And, and I always tell people, prettier doesn't necessarily mean better. No. You know what I mean? So... Not at all. I mean, so for example, like I have a Glock on, uh, on my hip right now, right? Glock 43. Um, there's no modifications to it whatsoever. Now, do, do, do I modify Glocks? I've done that. Absolutely. And we've got some what people call Gucci Glocks. Which yeah, absolutely. Is, yeah, man. There's, there's a question about that, but that's not what I carry. Um, let me see. What, what Someone asked the... Uh, some, there was a question here. Someone wanted to know what was your take on Gucci Glocks. So if we want to get into that now, this will probably be well, a good, yeah. a good time Gucci to... Glocks, in, even, even in my training classes, I always mm-hmm. ask people, what is the application? What is the what are you gonna do with this pistol? Is, is this a fun gun? You're gonna go uh you know, you're gonna go to the range with your buddies and make an Instagram video. Mm-hmm. Hey, rock on with your bad self, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh mm-hmm. but if you start talking about fighting guns and stuff like that, self-defense guns, you know, I I I stand firmly against uh Gucci Glocks in reference to to, to to fighting pistols, you know, and the thing is, you may get them to work for a little while. And and here's how people get fooled: they Gucci them up, and they get them to run, okay. Uh, but every time you use that gun, playing around with it, you know, you are actually wearing stuff down. So mm-hmm. there's no way around it. You just simply compromise the whole system when you start Gucci them up. For example, uh, you take and you start to mill out the slide. They do all these so-called lightning cuts you know I, I tell folks that i like to call it sex in the gun up they like to sex it up and make it look pretty uh well master's my friend if i start milling and cutting into my slide now i gotta start fine tuning like a hot rod car because now i've just reduced all the mass that was my friend so now when i reduce my mass i gotta start messing with springs when you start messing with springs it's gonna affect how it runs with certain types of ammunition Mm-hmm. So all these things come the domino effect, domino yeah, effect, yeah, man, yeah. All, so all these things all come up through that. <laughs> yeah, and people bring yeah. us guns back to the factories, raising yeah. holy hell. That my gun mm-hmm. ain't working, yada yada yada. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, you've done all these things to it. That is the first thing we do to a gun when we get one back. When I worked up in warranty for years, technical mm-hmm. services, I get a gun. The biggest thing we would see is is freaking aftermarket parts. Guns not running, whatever. Take that gun build it back up to factory specifications, go down to the range, shoot five or six different types of ammunition, get three or four different shooters. So now I know this gun is working. Some shooters are good, some shooters are bad, but the gun is running, okay? Mm-hmm. Three months later, same gun comes back. Was he done to it? Put the same aftermarket stuff back off in there. So the yeah. aftermarket world <laughs> is big. And so we just try to make people understand that, you know, what is the application? You know, you can't just start doing what you want to do to the gun and not know the side effects. There's always side effects. When these guns are specced out, Hank, mm-hmm. they're specced out. The formula that we use, man, in reference to how much mass we're going to need, how much, uh, how strong the springs need to be, mm-hmm. all this stuff is meticulously, you know, specced out. Yeah. So when you start jacking around with it, you compromise everything. That's why it's important. Is this a fun gun mm-hmm. or is this a fighting gun, an everyday gun? You know, you have to yeah. ask yourself that. Yeah, I see. And by the way, I, I think um, I think Mike has a question. I have a super chat that I'm going to do. But let me just say this real quick. 
I um, see Glock in a lot of ways like a Porsche, for example, right? You know, it's a, a to me, I'm into cars, so that to me is like a fine, uh, it's one of the best cars in the world, I think, the Porsche 911, let's say 911 uh, Turbo S, that's, that's my favorite car, I do not own one, I've driven them or whatever, I would like to <laughs> own one, um, but... You know, when you get that from the factory, it's already a really good car. People modify it and all that. Once you start modifying those things and adding to it, and you're messing, you're messing up the entire balance of all that engineering that these guys developed. For sure, there's like more powerful cars, faster cars, all of that kind of stuff. Supercars way above that. But there's a reason for that, and I think that happens with Glock as well. There's people who say that Glocks are too cheap. There's people who say they're too expensive. <laughs> I think they're just right in price. I know there's a lot of competitors out there that uh, that are uh, a lower price, and I don't. And you know, they're they're cool. I'm not trying to knock them either, but they're not as good. And there's guys who are more expensive and also not as good. I think it's a really well uh, well balanced gun. Um, let me get into let me get into this uh, super chat from Brian Quick, and then you can respond to to that, and then I'll let. Um, Actually, first I'll let I'll let uh, I'll let Mike ask his question. But let me get the super chat. Brian Quick gave us uh, five bucks here. He says, "Is Glock going to release the Model Forty Six? Do uh, what is this? Is Glock going to release the Model Forty Six? Do Gen Five compensated models do a classic line with Gen One Seventeen and Gen Two Nineteen? So there's a whole bunch of questions in there. Ah. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Real fast to skip yeah. that. No, there probably won't ever be any retro Gen 1, Gen 2s because uh. we have to get a, a molding machine. So the molding machine that we used for the frames, mm -hmm. a molding machine costs almost a million bucks. Okay. So, mm -hmm. uh, so they actually over in Austria, they actually, you know, we got rid of all that stuff. So, so uh, they got rid of the mold for the Gen 1 Glock. Yeah. So every time we change the generation, the frame. We have to get a new mold for it, so we have the Gen Five now. So yeah, why isn't that Gen? Okay, so that Gen One uh, mold should be in storage. That's history. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, uh, unfortunately, you know, uh, you know, they're never going back. Go forward. Yeah, yeah they're never, they're never okay. going back. So I don't think. Damn. I mean, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm just one of the little endings. You know what I'm saying? Right, you know, right, so. right. Yeah, uh, I know there's some companies that have that philosophy that they're never going to go go back to make old stuff. Um, you know, if you want the old stuff, you have to buy the old stuff that already exists. I think Rolex has that same philosophy with watches. They're not going to go back and make an old Rolex. But what's great about our system is that the very first Glock, we still make all those parts. So I can mm -hmm. take a lot of the stuff from today that's being made and run it in my very first Glock. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. so as long as I got the same model, same caliber, and same generation... All the parts are 100% compatible. Unlike some of the other manufacturers out there, when they make a new gun, the old gun is just obsolete because they stop making okay. parts well, for it. If it breaks, you just screw. Right. You know. But now, with, us, with, with the ex with one ex well, at least one exception that I know, my uh, Glock 43 is not compatible with a 43X. Yeah, well, all the parts inside are oh. compatible. Oh, okay. Yeah, all the parts are, in are compatible. Now, oh. yeah, the 43X has a different frame, mm -hmm. but. Uh, the uppers will, you know, you could take your 43, if you bought a 43X, mm -hmm. the uppers will be, they swap out. And the only thing different between the 43X, other than the frame, of course, as far as parts, uh, the 43X uses a different magazine catch, a mm -hmm. different magazine, and a different slide stop lever. Everything else is identical. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and okay. All right. So let me not let me get let me let Mike get his question in here because we could deep dive into any of these things. Mike, what's your question? Yes, my question was earlier. You had said uh, mentioned something about shooting the Gen three, four, and five. Yeah. Um, what's the big difference between the generations and how does it apply to the firearm? Yeah. Okay. Well, the generation three uh, came around in the United States in about 19, uh, 1998. Uh, so what we did when Gen three came out, we added finger grooves because when the guns were first designed and made in the U.S., they didn't have finger grooves and it didn't have a light rail attachment. So as as time changed and, you know, people started wanting to hang lights on the guns and stuff like that. Uh, we added finger grooves to the frame, and we added a light rail attachment to the frame. So Gen 4 came around in 2010. The difference between the Gen 3 and the Gen 4, internally, everything is pretty much identical. A mm. uh, few of the major changes between 3 and 4 was that we went to a, a dual recoil spring. So we went to a dual recoil spring. The Gen, uh, Gen 1, Gen 2, Gen 3... They all use a single spring. So when Gen 4 came around, we went to a dual recoil spring that we had already been using in our baby Glock guns, the G26 and the G27, which are the, the micro, the, uh, the subcompact pistols, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, when the Gen 4 came around, we went to an enlarged reversible magazine catch that we could flip it over to the other side. So now on the Gen 4 gun, we had a, a, a magazine catch that was three times the size of the Gen 3 magazine catch, so it was... It had more surface area, which means I could get to it better, okay? And I could also flip it over to the other side if I wanted to. And then the Gen 4, what we did, we reduced the frame. So the Gen 4 was made in what we call the SF configuration. I call it sexy frame, but it stands for short frame. So what oh. we did, <laughs> well, yeah, what we did, we simply, we simply reduced the trigger reach from front to rear about two millimeters. So we made the trigger reach shorter on the Gen 4 frame, and then we also had attachable back straps. We have a we had a, a medium and a large back strap, regular back strap, and then we had a medium and a large beaver tail back strap. So the medium back strap would add two millimeters to the frame, and then the large back strap would add four millimeters to the frame. So those were some of the some of the cosmetic differences between uh, the Gen 3 and Gen 4. Now people say, well, Scotty, which gun was better, the Gen 3 or Gen 4? Uh, the Gen 4 has some additional features that made it more appealing to most people from based on my experience because it had it also had the rough textured frame. Uh, one of the things that people always did with the Gen, Gen 3s and Gen 2s was stipple the frame. They made it even more aggressive. Well, when the Gen 4 gun came out, we had what we call the RTF grip texture. That stands for rough textured frame, so we gave the gun a very aggressive grip. 360 degrees all the way around. So now, if I'm in a real world type situation, if my hands are sweaty, bloody, muddy, whatever, I can still hang on to my pistol. Mm. Okay. Very and cool. then the Gen 5, of course, the Gen 5 came around in 2017. Now, the Gen 5, in my opinion, is the cream of the crop. Uh, and I always tell folks that to appreciate the Gen 5, you have to understand what we did to it. You know, we've done some things with this pistol that we've never done within the history of the company. Uh, we removed the finger grooves, first off. Uh, a lot of people liked them, a lot of people didn't. So uh, what we found with people with bigger hands, with big old fat fingers, sometimes those finger grooves could make you put your hand in positions that you didn't actually want them. So uh, we just removed them. You know, I can take them or leave hmm. them, but I actually I must say I, I do like the guns without them. But with them on there, they don't, they don't bother me. 
So the Gen 5 has no finger grooves. Uh, it has the exact same grip texture as the Gen 4, the rough textured frame. The Gen 5 is also, it's actually, uh, it's made in the same SF configuration. So the trigger reach on the Gen 4 and Gen 5 is identical. And then the Gen 5 has the same attachable back straps, the, uh, the standard medium and large. And then we have the beaver tail medium and large back straps. But the real beauty of the Gen 5 is down off on the inside. We went to a ambidextrous slide stop lever, brand new design. We went to a, uh, a, a, a different firing pin safety design, a different firing pin design. We went to a different trigger design. The trigger design that we used for 30 years in the U.S. was an S-cold spring, and that spring stretched. So we had it had two hooks, one hook to the trigger mechanism housing, the other hook attached to the uh, to the trigger bar itself, and that spring stretched. Okay. Now we use a compression spring. The Gen 5 now has a compression spring. So does the slimline models, 42, 43, 43X, and the G48. Hmm. And then the Gen 5 guns uh, has the GMB barrel, that stands for Glock Marshman Barrel, and that barrel is a true Marshman barrel, guaranteed to uh, uh, do under two inches at, at 25 yards and under four at 50. That is an absolute fact. As a matter of fact, I went up to the FBI and did some testing up there, and uh, even after 20,000 rounds, man, they didn't see no change in accuracy. So the Gen 5 uh, Is barrel, that regardless of who's shooting it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. Uh, but, but, but that barrel in the Gen 5 guns, man, it'll do everything a high dollar 1911 will do. That's a fact. And it's not the knock on any other, you know, but mm-hmm. that, that barrel, man, that the Glock Marshman barrel, we make our own mandrels and all these things, man, for our stuff. Everything about the Glock system, you know, even if I wasn't a Glock guy, and I understand the people that's listening have to take what I say with a grain of salt because I work for Glock, but I carried Glocks a long time before I even went to Glock to work, all right? And uh, one of the things that I love is that everything about the Glock pistol, when you own a Glock, Everything about that pistol is made and controlled by us. We mm. don't outsource anything. So when you run into some of these other pistols, a lot of that stuff is is not controlled by them. So when they got a problem, they got to try to track it down and get these people to respond, yada, yada, yada. When we have a problem, we know exactly where it came from. We can fix it and we can deal with it. We make all of our own springs. Everything about our gun is made and controlled by us. That's one of the things that I love about the company. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, can, good. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, when I was in the military, um, stationed down there at Fort Benning, one of my buddies, he had a Glock, and he had told me one day he was going to the Glock store, and I told him I'll see him when he get back because I had something else I had to take care of. I couldn't ride with him. But when he went up there, he pretty You were just, you were being a hater. You were being a hater, Mike. They, Did you no, no, no. He was explaining to me, like, yeah, I heard what you said about yeah. being a hater, but I'm I not know. a hater. That's why you, you know, didn't go. That's why you didn't go. <laughs> no, no, I had other things I had to take care of. Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, but what he pretty much told me was they pretty much gave him a, a new gun. You know, like they replaced all his magazines. He bought his magazines in. They replaced the magazines for free. And they pretty much gave him a free gun because they looked at something and said something was wrong. The gun is kind of outdated, so we're just going to give you a new gun. And I was like... Wow, that was pretty yeah. impressive. I mean, our customer service is second to none. If you got a great gun and crappy customer service, it's just a matter of time before people say, you know what, screw you, I'm out of here. And so, yeah, when you bring a gun to us, if that if something needs to be replaced, when that gun is serviced, when that gun, it, when you leave with it, you can rest assured that gun has been upgraded, it's been serviced, man, and it's good to go. So we pride ourselves off of that as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
let me uh, let me try to get to some other stuff here. Uh, one of the things I wanted to say in there, so that uh, just if we can touch on it quickly. So basically, the Gen Five is like really the true uh, 2.0 with Glock, right? So let's say Glock 17 was was uh, was Glock 1.0. Gen 5 is a true 2.0, right? Everything in between was like slight upgrades, but this is the first true massive upgrade. Yeah, yeah, this is the first true, uh, you know, big design change. And, and what's what's great about it, we didn't get away from our foundation. It still has the exact same safe action system. So from Generation 1, the very first gun that came in the country in 85, you know, the safe action system works the exact same way on the Gen 5 gun that was produced in 2017. So mm -hmm. the safe action system hasn't changed. You know, the safety still disengage as you press the trigger and then they, and the gun goes bang and then they mm -hmm. re-engage when I let off the trigger. So uh, we haven't changed anything about that. But down inside the Gen 5, yes, uh, there. this is the first time we've had a massive change in the design of the parts, the firing pin safety, the firing pin itself, uh, the, uh, the, trigger, the trigger mechanism housing, the, the, uh, the trigger spring, the slide stop lever, the slide lock, the slide lock spring, the barrels are GMB, true marksman barrels. So the Gen 5 gun, man, and this is like, once again, this is not a knock, but I'll put that gun up against any $3,000 gun out on the planet right now. You know what I mean? And it'll do everything that $3,000 gun will do, you know what I mean, at distance, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so go ahead. Go can, ahead I, can I ask this right quick? Um, mm -hmm. Sure. Looking at the Glocks, um, you know, uh -huh. all the grips are either, um, you know, checkered pattern or like the old, um, I don't know how to call it, but it's not really stippling, but it has some a texture on it. Uh -huh. um, will Glock ever go to like um, an aggressive texture um, yeah. well, like we, the M&P 2.0? We actually have, we've we done that. Hey, babe. We actually done, uh, that's my wife. Uh, we actually done uh, a gun called, in, in, in what, I think in like 2001 or two. It was called the RTF-2. That was the most aggressive grip we've ever made. It was in Gen 3 configuration. It was a Gen 3 gun, but it was called the, uh, we call it the RTF-2. It was so aggressive. I loved it. It's actually my favorite grip, but we discontinued it because people started complaining. You know, um, yeah, I mean, law enforcement agencies were buying them. They were like, oh, my God, it's eating up shirts and everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Civilians carry concealed. Were like, oh, my yeah. God, it's eating, rubbing me raw and all yeah. these things. So There's no perfect gun for everyone. Yeah, Exactly. So we right. discontinued them. Yeah. But, you know, they're, they're, they're still out there. We actually made it in, in, in uh, we made the RTF-2 in the 17 and 19. We made it in the 22 and the 23, which are the 40 caliber guns. And we also made it in... Uh, the 45 Auto, the Glock 21. So uh -huh. the RTF2 models are they're out there. They're still out there. We've officially, <clears throat> excuse me, we officially discontinued them years ago. But that is the most aggressive, even more aggressive. <coughs> excuse me, even more aggressive than the uh, the the MMP 2.0. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Uh, a quick question here. Um, so let's say we know someone that would like to get a Gen 1 Glock. Can you hook that person up with a Gen 1 Glock? <laughs> I can talk to my be, people, man. And it might be me. I, it might be me. <laughs> I, I can talk to my people and see see what they can see what they can muster yeah, up. I would I would love to get a Gen 1 uh, Glock 17. Um, I'm sure there's lots of people that would like. To, I know Walter would like to get one, but I'm talking about me here right now. Nobody. Yeah, I can talk to my people. Yeah. Um, so let me get to this question from Kevin Peterson. I know I'm way behind on the on the question stuff. 
Um, Kevin says, I'm looking at getting my son a Glock 44. Are the rumors of it being unreliable true? Obviously, a Glock 44 just came out. I saw you at SHOT Show, a media day. Um, you, uh, we didn't do a video with you there, media day. We did it with another competitive shooter that shoots for Glock. I'm trying to remember her name. Um, you had a few uh, competitive Probably Ashley or Michelle. Michelle. I think yeah. it was. I think Michelle. it was Ashley. I want to say it was Ashley. She was awesome, by the way. And then we we got the gun out and we did a video. There's been a lot of video, so um, there's there's stuff here. But address Kevin's question here. He's looking to get one for his son. There's there's stuff out there about it being unreliable. What can you tell us about what's going yeah. on with the Glock 44 and what you guys are finding out since it got released here in the states? You have to be careful with the with the internet. You know what I mean? Because everybody gives their opinion and and. Uh, when I was in Shot Show, uh, we had we had several G44s on the range, and with all the hundreds of people that came by and shot them, you know, we shot a, we shot a ton of rounds and no issues. We also, at the same time, we had two guns over at uh, at uh, uh, Las Vegas Metro PD, and they were doing their own uh, media day. Well, so it's like like you know, Law Enforcement Appreciation Day rather, mm -hmm. and. We shot 5,000 rounds through two guns over there and didn't have any issues. Mm -hmm. Now, with that being said, uh, I, I've saw the stories on, 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 on the Internet. Uh, there's been some things that happened. We don't know what, you know, like I said, we don't know what people are trying to do to the gun. But out of all the guns that we've produced, I think we've got like 70,000 out there and only a handful have came back. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, I, there's nothing that I would be concerned about. You know what I mean? Uh, we, I've got mine. We've shot, we've shot tons of rounds through them, and we've had no issues with them. So yeah. I don't think, I don't think there's anything uh, for anybody to be concerned about being unreliable if they purchase this pistol. Right. So I know that I think there was a video, or at least I don't know if it was one or two videos, um, where I guess the the gun went off out of battery for people. Um, here's what, and then I know we've had uh, Mac from Military Arms Channel on that I think, I believe he had two. He tested them. He came up with certain things. We tested ours without looking at other people's stuff. And there was, so for example, when we were testing, when we were testing the Glock, I believe in, we put like over 500 rounds through it. We, we obviously didn't get anything out of battery because you guys would have seen that from us. Uh, we did have some failures. And I know, like Mac was saying, for example, just the way that those, like the the slide was coming back on the 22. You know, if that goes wrong, that you know that could conceivably um, set everything off, right? Because it's rimfire, and and create an issue like that. Uh, we didn't see that, but we did see some of these failures. Is that related to ammo? What can you tell us about the ammo, the ammo situation? I know when the gun came out, it came out overseas. I, I've heard that. The ammo overseas is better. I'm not sure what ammo you guys were using at Shot Show. Do you think that has anything to do with it? Yeah, you know, you know ammo ammo is always going to play a part. You know, mm -hmm. ammo can all you know not 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 all ammo is created equally, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and you're talking about 22 rimfire, which is you know uh, that stuff is you know it, it's you, it's hit or miss sometimes. You know, a lot of times with it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, uh, I would definitely chalk it up to ammo uh, when when running. More of the high-end stuff, from my experience, the gun has been flawless. Okay. You know, uh, it works better with some than others, but I always tell folks, if the gun is broke, the gun will stay broke. You know, it won't fix itself. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. so 
ammo is normally the culprit when something starts to go wrong. When you start getting the gun go bang, 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 and then you have some you have some stoppages, then mm-hmm. it goes bang, 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 bang again, and you have mm-hmm. a stoppage. So, you know, the gun doesn't have a personality. Does that make sense? So it yeah. can't change and it can't decide who it likes more. You know what I'm saying? So right. anytime we get an issue with a gun like that, when it's shooting and it's going bang, 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 and then I have an issue with it and it comes back again. Uh, nine, nine and a half out of ten times, you can chalk that up to ammo. Yeah, in all honesty, with twenty-two, with twenty-two rimfire, we were expecting to have issues. Um, you know, you don't necessarily shoot twenty-two rimfire and get everything happen perfectly. Although, exactly. you know, I mean, after that, we did shoot another. Like the there's the uh, what is it? The Torix. Someone's. I think it's the Taurus TX twenty-two or whatever was pretty good. Um, do you think it's also maybe the way that people load the magazines? Um, I know there were some folks saying that you have to load it in a specific way. You do have the one thing that you have on that magazine that I think is good is that you have an assist that you could pull down. Yeah. But I don't exactly. know if if that affects somehow like how that that round's being fed in or. Yeah, are you guys I mean, looking at anything there. It, it's hard. It's hard to troubleshoot. You know, by mm-hmm. word of mouth. You know what I'm saying. You know, mm-hmm. without actually physically seeing it and being there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen people do a lot of wazoo stuff to guns, mm-hmm. and then they automatically blame the gun. Mm-hmm. And then when 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 you question them in hand, they're like, "Oh no, I didn't do it. It's, it's all factory. It's this and that." And, mm-hmm. You know, and, and so you just never know what people are doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, do you guys do you guys ever look? I mean, I'm not trying to you know like I'm not trying to catch you out there or anything like no, no, this. No, I understand. Yeah, I think this is great. I, actually, I I mean, I didn't even realize how awesome this was going to be, man. You're you're actually uh, like even better than I thought. You know, when it <laughs> comes you. when it comes to this subject, um, I was a massive fan of Gunny. I'm just going to tell you this really quick. I'm a massive fan of Gunny. Um, since Gunny, you're the best representative of Glock that I've ever spoken to. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. And Gunny was an awesome dude. I love him. Uh, God rest him, man. Uh, I, I really love that guy. Um, but but so the thing here, you know, obviously with the Glock 44 that everyone's been waiting for for a long time, um, and then being 22 rimfire, right, was really highly anticipated. You said that, you know, you guys it wasn't 100% ready, so you went on to some other things and then came back to that. I think there are some issues out there. Did you guys have? Has anyone at the company like been looking at the videos that people have put out? Um, oh yeah, I mean, anytime we listen to what's going on, you know what mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. when some, we we want to have the best possible product out there. So mm-hmm. you know, despite what some people may think, what people may say, we don't just turn a blind eye. Mm-hmm. When there's stuff floating around, we don't like that. We we, we see stuff going on. We want to fix it. We want to make it right. Mm-hmm. And if there's an issue with mm-hmm. something, you can rest assured it's going to be fixed. Yeah. Okay. So maybe so it's possible that somewhere here down the line we might get like uh, some kinds of improvements. Here, here's my thing. I think here's my thing. I think about the um, about the Glock 44. This was a highly anticipated gun in America. I feel like I feel like Glock made that. And you can correct me here. You know, um, I feel like Glock made that gun really as a world gun. So that's where we run into some of the, the, the things that immediately as Americans we're going to complain about the gun, right? Like, m- m- me included, hey, it's only 10 rounds. <laughs> you know, it would have been awesome for it to be 20 rounds, 30 rounds, 50, 100. I'll take it. I'll take it all. So, but I feel like, obviously, as a world gun, uh, 
uh, 10 rounds is probably what you'll be able to do in a lot of countries. It's 22, a lot of, like, like we can get nine millimeter here, 45, 10 millimeter, all those things, not necessarily in other countries. So we, when it was released, it was released overseas, then it came here, and we're just really anxious to get into it. We have lots of different kinds of 22. A lot of us who plank, we just throw, like, I have bucket of bullets that I, you know, the real cheap Remington stuff, you ever saw mm -hmm. that? Yeah, that I want to put in there. So, if someone asks me this right now, like we're trying to answer, uh, what was his name? We we're trying to answer this guy's question of whether or not he should get one for his son. Here's what I would say. I would say if, if, you, if you're a Glock guy and you want your kids to be able to use a Glock, the Glock 44 functions like a Glock. It feels like a Glock, except it's a little lighter than a Glock 19. But if you look at it, it's like, oh, that's a Glock 19 until you pick it up. It functions, works like a Glock and everything. Um, maybe you'd have to load in a certain way or think about what ammo that you put into it. But, you know, being the American consumer and a Glock, and a Glock guy like myself and lots of other folks out there that are Glock guys, Glock fanboys, um, you know, they, they always feel like they want a little bit more out of it. So I think we want more more ammo capacity. And then some of these things that came up, we want to know like exactly what's going in there, some people, before they invest into it. Yeah, of course. Uh we, we're actually making a 15-round magazine. By the way, how, some of the other companies out there that's making 22s, what's the magazine capacity on those? Um, I'm going to say, uh, Mike, you can feel free to jump in here. I know you have another question. I'm going to say I, I think I've seen 12, 15, um, all the way up to Caltex making something that I think is like a 33-rounder. And how, how reliable is it? Yeah, um, most the the, the Keltec has to also be loaded in a very specific way. Let's yeah, be honest. And that's the thing, Let's I mean, be honest you know, about that. And, and I know, you know, in America, that's the thing about America. We, we, mm -hmm. we, none of us like the same stuff. Mm -hmm. you, get, you get three guys right now, me, you, and Mike, and all three of us are going to have a different taste in things. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's nearly impossible to fit the needs of every individual. You know what I mean? And when we released the gun, we knew, you know, the 10-round magazine, was was the one that was working best we're in the process as we speak we're uh of, of developing a 15 round magazine for the gun you know what i mean mm -hmm. uh and that's the thing you know you you, you want to be able to you want a gun that runs so if you start making these wazoo magazines now how reliable is it going to be if you get a 30 round magazine you know what i'm saying so people will be pissed they got a 30 round magazine but then the gun ain't running so I always tell folks everything that's good to you ain't good for you yeah you know every I mean? yeah we're gonna <laughs> listen i mean and i'm gonna say this to you right as a gun guy, I complain about everything. So when I did the video on the Keltec, uh, what is it, the CP33? We didn't read the instructions. We just started trying oh. to load that magazine. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that didn't go very well. So beca it. because it's 33 rounds, it's like, it's, I don't want to say, it's like a double, triple stacked kind of deal. It gets you excited. It gets you excited. Yeah. And you, so we just yeah. jump in there and we do it. So that's like Keltec, I think, is one thing. And the way that people look at Keltec, they look at it in one way. And I think the way that folks look at Glock, they look at it in a different way. And this is why I, I by no means think that that gun was a failure. So if I was answering this guy, I would tell him, if you're a Glock guy, if you specifically want a Glock, get this. If you just want um, a gun that's affordable, like, you know, affordable, however you want to put that, and that can that has a 15-round or 20-round capacity, get any anything else that's out there that has a good reputation. Um, Absolutely. But a lot of us are Glock guys, and we want to see we want to see Glock be 100% perfect, you know, and that's why maybe there's, you know, a little bit of something going on around the, the Glock 44 situation. 
I mean, like I said, I, I haven't witnessed any of this stuff. I mean, a shot mm-hmm. show, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, everybody that came through those guns, everybody that came through a shot show and ran a G44 mm-hmm. walked away smiling and giddy and happy and was like, damn it, you're going to make me buy another gun. So yeah. this is not Scotty Banks talking. This is this is the feedback I'm giving you guys that yeah. I've seen in the field. Now, with that being said, just like anything, I mean, and I and I saw that too. I saw that too. I saw that too at Shot Show. I think maybe I'll have to go back and look at my video. I think maybe we had some kind of feed issue when we were out there. Well, that might have happened once or twice. You have to give a certain amount of leeway to a twenty-two rimfire. Absolutely. For that situation, but you I don't know. To. I don't know how. Like one th- one thing that a lot of guys like me, and I think this is probably a situation. Uh, that's not 100% on Glock, right? I think it's also a little bit on the expectation. I'm just trying to get this. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit on the expectation of folks like myself and how something, let's say, like Media Day works because it's very, it's very tough to get into the weeds on things at Media Day. So if someone, load, if, if someone knows, hey, load these magazines properly, they use a specific kind of ammunition, everything can go great. I think at media day, but then once we get it out in the hands of the people like myself, we don't always read the instructions. We don't realize this or that. Maybe there's ammo issues. Maybe there's this thing or that thing. Then it becomes, I think, you know, once you once you make something you put it into the world, right? Now you have Absolutely. a million people using it in a million different ways. Of course, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, it's, it's anything man-made. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You know, uh, you know, our motto was Glock perfection. You know what I mean? But, you know, perfection is an unattainable goal. One of my old SWAT commanders always told me, you know, perfection is an illusion. It's an unattainable goal. But we strive for it. Everybody mm-hmm. strives for it. Mm-hmm. So anything, any, any, anything that, that's man-made is subject to be bad or go bad or something can break, something go wrong with it, definitely. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, like I said, and this is just honest talking, us talking, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff that people are saying, people have a way of exaggerating stuff and then making it worse than what it really is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've ran that gun. I've ran that gun. There's no way we would have put that gun out if we wasn't satisfied with the with the uh, with the results we we're going to do. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? We would mm-hmm. not do that and, and, and catch all the flat. With that being said, you know, when you mass produce things, can 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 stuff get bad? Sure, it can. Mm-hmm. You know, but there's no way we would have released that pistol if we didn't feel confident, 100 percent confident that that, you know, this gun was thoroughly tested. Mm-hmm. It was thoroughly tested. You know what I'm saying? You know, and. There's no way that we would have put this gun out if we thought it wasn't going to be 100. percent You know what I mean? Yeah. By the way, when we tested it, everyone that uh, tested the gun said that they would buy it. Um, maybe some people had some stipulations, like they want 20 round magazines, or they maybe want it to be a little bit more affordable, or something like that. Um, Got it. Yeah. But you know, I, what what I think it what I think you know if if the guys I don't know if there's someone at Glock I don't know how everything works. It'll be cool if there was someone over at Glock that would that maybe was out looking at videos and talking to guys like myself and some of the other people out there that do this. Because I don't I know from my point of view and other guys like me that I speak to, we're not trying to like bring anyone down. We're just trying to show people things. And a lot of times I try to like I show people exactly what happens, even though sometimes people get mad at me, like I make long videos because I'm showing them everything that happened because maybe the folks like yourself at Glock will look at my video and go, wow, this thing was happening here. Let's see if we can communicate with that guy, figure out what ammo was he using, what things did he do um, so we could see what's going on here and bring that thing closer to perfection. One of the things that I respect about Glock, even before I I had great 
customer service with Glock before I came to work at Glock. So mm -hmm. one of the things that I love about the company is that, you know, if there's an issue, we don't run from it. We we fix it. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Mm -hmm. We don't run from it. We fix it. We Like mm -hmm. I said, we control everything about the gun. Mm -hmm. Everything. We don't have to go out and chase somebody down and figure out what's, you know, what, what's wrong with your quality control. We mm -hmm. control everything. So we don't run from issues. We don't run from problems. Mm -hmm. If there's something wrong, you know, we, we're going to take care of it and fix it. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what, man? Now that uh, I've met you, I, I would love to get you out on the range with us. You know, yeah, we'll man. do some videos and things like that. And uh, maybe we'll do some follow-ups to people. Unlike yeah. Mike, I have a ton of Glocks. <laughs> I have well, a lot of in Glocks. order for me to be a part of the follow-up video <laughs> or anything shooting Glock, I have to have a Glock in my possession. I but... have one which I have one for you. No. Listen. No. No, well, listen, uh, help him out. But like I said, man, make him pay for all the Glocks he didn't buy. That's my... <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's, I'm going so, to put that in. Scotty, that in. what I think <laughs> should take place is we need to um, go ahead and link up with your people and make some type of an arrangement so yeah. we can yeah. make this. In other words, he's trying so to keep me I out of it. down to the Hacienda. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm no trying doubt. to get down to the Hacienda no. and then... Um, we go ahead and do some type of competition shooting there yeah. in Florida. Oh, yeah. We would love to have you here, Mike. We would love to have you here. I think, Mike, you had another question for Scotty, right? Did you have yeah, another question? Yes, I okay. did. Um, so the other question that I had was, yeah, so the other question I had was in regards to the competition realm, and I know competition shooters are a, di a direct reflection of the product. So they're shooting the products. They're winning competitions with the products. But now since um, the paradigm shifted with competition shooting, mm -hmm. because now you're having people who are not sponsored winning um, all the competitions that a lot of the sponsored companies were winning a couple years ago, what is y'all take on that far as your product? Hmm. Uh, I don't have anything to do with the shooting team. Uh -huh. I really don't. I, I, I don't even – I just know when we have an opening on the team uh, – they bring them in, they shoot, they interview them, and they make a selection. Uh, so I really don't, really, I really can't speak on that. That's a marketing issue, uh, as far as the team goes. So I don't yeah. like to even touch on things. Um, so I'm, let me, let me I'm just, not, can I try to understand that question, Mike? Are you saying uh, you're asking? Because um, I, I know this is a competition question you're asking, right, Mike? I'm just trying to uh, competition and product. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? So, okay. So, for instance, like when we was talking about um, the firearm that somebody stated, mm -hmm. I don't know which Glock it was, mm -hmm. they said it was unreliable, but then Scotty replied back with um, people make alterations to the firearm, mm -hmm. so that's mm -hmm. why majority of the time it doesn't work. But now, mm -hmm. um, say for instance, if Scotty say, here, I want you to shoot this gun in competition, mm -hmm. right? But it's with a member of the Glock shooting team, which is the pinnacle because they're winning all these championships. But now all of a sudden, um, over the course of years, you just have somebody who is not sponsored all of a sudden winning these competitions against your product. So that's Okay, so, so, so people using other guns. Uh, other guns. Correct. Okay, and then they're, they're, they're winning vers versus the people on the Glock shooting team or people yeah, that are using Glock guns. Is that what you're trying to ask? Correct. Okay, all right, yeah. So, okay, do you see that, Scott? Yeah, so you want to know how does, you know, as the company feels about that? Is it? Well, it's like, well, the performance on the person is going to vary because even though you're on a shooting team, one day you might 
feel awesome in shooting and another day you might not feel into it. Of course. It. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think saying? one of the things too is, is so in competition, right? Is it the person? Is it the machine they use to compete? So if you're driving a car, shooting a gun, you know, is it is it that? Is it both of them? Is it, you know, like what's the factor here of, uh, of when people are competing? Yeah, I think it's I, I think it's skill. I mean, I think it's a lot to do with the product too. I mean, you know, you mm -hmm. got number one, you got to have a gun that runs. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So if you got a gun, you 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 fixing malfunctions during stages, you out of it, right? Uh, mm -hmm. And then it's ability. You know, I mean, you know, uh, uh, you can't buy ability. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, mm -hmm. so I think that it has a lot to do with the product. I mean, there's been several world championships born with Glock pistols. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm Dave Savigny, who I, who I who I used to work with. I know you're familiar with that name, Dave Savigny. Right. Probably one of the greatest shooters ever to grace the face of the earth, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And he done all his work with a pretty much a stock block, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. IDPA, USPSA, you know what I mean? So uh, you know, it, it, it's it's a lot of times it's 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 the guy shooting, you know what I mean, the arrow, you know what I mean? It ain't the, it ain't the it ain't the machine itself, you know. What I mean, the gun is only as good as the person using it. You yeah. Know what I mean, are there um, um, are there any stats on what's the winningest gun in the handgun competition game? Are there any stats I don't on know, that? I don't know that. I know Dave was fond of, very fond of the Glock 34. He did most of his work with the 34. Okay. Uh, he won a lot of world world championships with the Glock 34, and he 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 pretty much ran it stock, man. You know, what I mean, a few things here, a few things there, but he didn't have a a sexed up gun. That he was out there killing people with, you know, three, four thousand dollar guns. He was smoking them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you know. yeah, I mean, and the, and the reason why I'm asking that question is because um, I know that there's lots of so in the whole competition world. But I, I think Mike, you know, you know a lot better this than I do. But from from my from the outside looking at the competition world, I hear guys telling me all the time, "Hey, you know, I just go with no special outfits, no special guns." And I kick all these guys' asses and I win stuff. And then you see there's people who go like all decked out and they have all these special race guns and stuff like that. And some of them do really well, but that's not always the factor in winning. So, you know, the thing that's really curious to me about this is what is it? Is it in the middle? Is it the skills, you know, 100% or the gun 100%? Yeah, that'll be an interesting thing actually, to look at. Yeah, I would actually say your skill is 90% um, of it. And the, the tool is the other 10%. Okay. Because when I went to, um, well, when I was shooting the Walther, I was mm -hmm. plateauing. And then when I got the STI, I felt like it bumped me up a little bit because it was all still. So by being all still, I had to learn how to rework it, the timing and all that good stuff. But then it started working for me. And then it okay, was. Okay, so you, don't, you didn't have the all uh, metal version of that Q5 that was. No, because oh, um, okay. it was in high demand, and they told me to wait. <laughs> so oh, okay. they were just giving it out to everybody else. So. Okay. Yeah, so do you really – so you as a competitor, do you really feel like – you know, I, I know you just said that the gun is 10% in the skills. Um, mm -hmm. How do you see it out there? Because uh, I'm just curious since you asked this question, um, are most of the competitors out there going with, you know, high-end stuff like STI – and and on and on from there, are they going with these real luxury or race guns? What's happening? Well, it also depends on the division you shoot also. Mm -hmm. So, like, by me shooting limited division, which pretty much means, like, I can take a Glock, go to a match, and shoot the limited division, mm -hmm. right? Because the only thing I really would do is 
what put a, a base pad extension as long as it meets the regulations mm-hmm. of being 144 millimeters, I'm good. Mm-hmm. So plus up my ammo count, I should be in there. But mm-hmm. me personally, um, when I started out with um, Smith & Wesson, you know, I was shooting my, my EDC. That kind of like had me at a certain point. And then when I got the Q5, it upped me up a little bit to a higher point. But then by being nine millimeter, right, I noticed I was behind on scoring. So I'm chasing the people who shooting 40. And then when I got the STI, it bumped me up a little bit more um, skill wise because like once I had to learn the gun all over again and by being all still, it just, in my personal opinion, it performed better. Okay. So maybe I think, Scotty, like uh, what I'm getting out of it is that it is the skills, but then once you get up into the high skill level, now you need those little tweaks. Oh, yeah. Know, everything give you that matters. extra. Yeah. yeah. You get to a certain level, everything matters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does so, Checkers matters. Right. So, so Scotty, with the, I don't know if you know this either because I, I, I think you just said that you're not really like in the competition realm of Glock. Um, with the competitors, are those special guns? Does Glock work on the guns the competitors have, or do they work on them themselves? How does that work? No, they they actually they they take them to some other company, you know, and mm-hmm. they 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 you know they they let the modifications they like mm-hmm. they do it with with other companies. Yeah, Glock, oh, okay. we don't do any custom work. You know what I mean? You, you don't know, build race guns or anything like no, that. No, you know, and, and you got to understand. I tell folks when we when the Glock was designed, and it was designed for. You know, law enforcement, military, and, and mm-hmm. self-defense carry. You know what I mean? We never had the competition thing in mind. However, about 30 years ago, the Glock Sports Shooting Foundation was invented. You know, Mr. Glock wanted his customers to have something to do with his product. So we come up with the Glock Sports Shooting Foundation. It's a, it's the gateway drug to competitive shooting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's uh, you know, there's no reloading, there's no drawing, there's no moving. So uh, it's a great way to introduce people. To competitive shooting without the nerves and all these things because you know somebody i've been to competition matches man there's a lot of prima donnas out there guys mm. bitchy and pissy and attitude that's why i stopped doing it because i don't want to slap somebody so i just stop freaking i stopped going to them because they just bitch and whine constantly man it's like damn go have fun you know mm-hmm. what i mean enjoy it have a good time you know what i mean and, and right. fellowship all those things so mm-hmm. we have the glock sports shooting foundation where we do about 55 56 competitions around the country you know, every year, you know, mm-hmm. and, and we give away millions of dollars in prizes, guns, all these things, you know what I'm saying? You know, and even some high-end shooters, you know, come shoot these matches, you know what I mean? So it's a fun time. You know, a lot of the guys that can't scoot like they used to scoot, they can't run and jump up and down, mm-hmm. they come back to the Glock Sports Shooting Foundation because it's all stationary. There's no drawing, you know what I'm saying? There's no reloading, you know, and it's based, you still have to balance speed and accuracy, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a, it, it's, a, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Okay. Um, did you did you have a follow up there? Did you have a follow up there, Mike? No, no, no. That was it. That oh, okay, was it. okay. Um, has so has Glock ever thought of you know building specifically a race or competition gun, or that's just something that's completely off the table? At, you know, I don't want to speak on. I'm just like I said. I'm just one yeah. of the the the. I'm my title is training manager. Right. You're not a designer, obviously. Or yeah. Engineer. And so, there. but okay. you know. We all get together and congregate and talk about stuff like that. Will it mm-hmm. ever happen? I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. we know that people modify the crap out of the gun, you know, mm-hmm. so uh, we know that. And we know that people would love to see a, 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 a some type of race gun from the factory. Will it ever happen? Don't know. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Um, all right. Let's see. Uh, let's see what we got here. Here's another question. Lola has some questions, but first I'm going to ask a question for me. But before I even do that, I'm going to remind everyone watching to smash the thumbs ups, okay? If you don't mind, if you, if you want to help us out there, smash the thumbs ups. We appreciate that. Um, so I'm going to ask you this question because uh, this is a very important question to me. I can't have you on here as a representative of Glock and not ask you this. Um, and you can blink rapidly. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm giving you the clues. <laughs> On this one, you can blink rapidly if this is true. Is there a Glock carbine somewhere in the safe over at Glock that you know might get released sometime in the future? Is that does it is the the rumors of the Glock carbine true or not true? Where these rumors come from? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, just blink rapidly. Just blink rapidly. They ask, me, they ask me questions about stuff, and I'm like, "Where did you hear this at, man? Where, where you know, we make pistols." I know I'm not. Don't even try to act like I'm the first person to ask you about the Glock carbine, okay? You, you're not. You're not. We yeah. make pistols. That's it. That's all you got to say on this. We make pistols. I heard there is a Glock carbine. <laughs> We make pistols. Oh boy. <laughs> okay. All right. Fine. Whatever. Um, I don't know. We have to. We have to go back and watch this video and 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 see how much did Scotty blink just now. That's what we got to do. We got to see. Yeah. He said they make pistols, but he might have blinked. I don't know. <laughs> he was trying not to blink. <laughs> when <Damn>. he was saying. <laughs> um, I got. I can't help it, man. I can't. Do you guys still make knives? I see some people in the chat discussing yeah, the knives. Yeah, the E tools. Yeah, we still make the E tools and the knives. Yeah, we still make them. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. We're Mr. Glock's first stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. As a matter of fact, I think that Walter has a, a, a one of the Glock knives that um, that Gunny signed. Yeah. So that, yeah, that we still pretty, make them. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, let me see if there's any other stuff out there. Uh, Kathleen Music Lover says, tell Scotty Glock needs a tungsten frame. <laughs> tungsten frame? Yeah. yeah. A little bit of weight. Uh, some yeah. weight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what about Glock making an all-metal Glock, Scotty? What about that, man? <laughs> okay. Some things you can answer for yourself. <laughs> yeah. uh, everyone right now in the chat, tell us all the stuff you want Glock to make. I will relate it to Scotty <laughs> so that he can immediately ignore everything. Man. <laughs> it's it's going to happen. Watch people start like, oh, I want this. I want that. I'm um, telling you. From Glock. Let's see. Um, yeah, and let me see what else we got here. Okay, Shooting Gallery NE says, will Glock ever make a steel frame? <laughs> um... <laughs> um I think people are asking about what about the missing numbers that we haven't seen. I think what was it like forty six? There's there's a couple of numbers like G. We didn't get a G forty six or something like that that hasn't. Are those those still things coming or there's some numbers um, that it's like uh, okay we're just not going to develop this. Yeah, uh, the forty six was a tenure that was developed for a client over in Europe. It will never come to the U S. Oh, okay. Mm. All right. What do you think when you, um, what do you, have you ever, like, I know you look at movies, right? Are you into movies? Mm -hmm. Okay. Absolutely. What do you think when you look at movies and you see Glock and how Glock is represented in the movies? (laughs) Do you have any comments on that? (laughs) You know, sometimes I laugh harder than other times, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, There's certain movies where they got them all sexed up and then they got some. I've seen some movies where they actually, you know what I mean? 
look like the product. So it's always a good feeling when I'm sitting back, kicking home, watching a movie, and, and somebody's is running around doing things with one of our pistols. It's a, it's a good feeling. I, I enjoy it. What do you think when you see crazy stuff like uh, in the movies they put a, you know, they put a hammer or something on a Glock? What do you think about that? <laughs> Because <laughs> it happened, the Ant Man movie. I think the first. It was. I think it was the first Ant Man movie. There was a hammer on a Glock. I have to remind myself that it's Hollywood. You know what I mean. So yeah. you have to do stuff that they're into the entertainment business. So they have to do stuff that's that that catches the imagination. You know what I mean. So mm. you know, I just kind of chuckle. Oh okay. Um, so here's a question from Bricks before I go to Lola's questions. Bricks says, "So when will the 19X have a MOS?" Seriously, why hasn't that? Why wasn't that done from the jump? <laughs> well, that, the 19X was designed at the request of, by the Army exactly how they wanted it. it. The MOS configuration was not one of the criteria for that particular pistol, mm-hmm. right? And so, uh, if you want a 19X, just buy a freaking G45. Same gun with upgrades. The G45 is just black in color. Uh, but it has mm-hmm. the front serrations, it has the bevel magwell, and it also has the MOS uh, capability. Now, if you just want the 19X because you think it's sexier because of the color of it, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, I but, think I think he just wants it to say 19X. That's what, yeah. That's <laughs> what the thing is right there. He yeah. probably won't get one in, in <laughs> MOS configuration. No? I doubt it. Okay. All right. Uh, by, the, by, the way, by the way, Scotty, uh, there's lots of pent-up Glock questions here. I gotta tell you that right now. <laughs> so don't feel bad, man. We love you. I think you're. I think I. I'm, unless you know, you're like I'm never coming back on this show because these, these people are insane. I would love to have you back, but re- just just realize this: there's lots of pent up Glock questions that people have. Uh, Len Holt, Len Holt says the same thing. I already we are, I already asked this, Len, but I will get your question in. Len says, "Will Glock ever make a carbine?" Boom. There you go. <laughs> you don't have to answer that one. Yeah. <laughs> we, we already we already know what the answer is. So Lola has two questions. She says, "Does Scotty instruct the armorist class?" And then she also wants to know what's the steps of his training class and who exactly do you train over there? So yeah, uh, I teach the armorist course. Uh, I teach the advanced armors class, which is a two-day class. The armors course is a, you know, is depot level. We show you how to take the gun apart, put it back together, talk about cleaning all those things. The advanced armors class, I actually have, uh, uh, I've put 30, 31 scenario pistols together, everything from generation one up to generation five. And on the second day of the advanced class, you spend the entire day troubleshooting, trying to figure out what's actually wrong with that pistol. So and there's also a practical there's a practical test and there's a written test. So uh, for an example, I'll give you a workbook and uh, you may pick up a uh, a Gen 4 G17 and mm-hmm. the problem may say the gun is failing to fire. And you go through the gun, figure out what's wrong with it. Oh shit, it has a, a, a broke firing pin tip. That's why it's not firing. You write down what you did to make it right. Okay, uh, you just write down broke firing pin tip, replace firing pin, put the gun back together dump it off on the table for the next student, and then you grab another gun and come back to your desk. So on the second day of the advanced armors class, you spend the entire day troubleshooting. We go over how to properly troubleshoot the pistol as well. Uh, We go over uh, uh, how to do a detailed inspection on a part-by-part basis, all those things. So it's more in-depth, the advanced armor class. Oh, okay. So so my question to that would be, uh, how many days is the armors class? 
The armors class is one. The advanced armors class is two. That's two days. Okay, so what are the costs for those, and who exactly um, is able to take those classes, and and where uh, yeah, do they take uh, it? So yeah, so uh, the armors courses, uh, of course, elite military, active or retired. You know what I mean? Uh, private security stuff like that. Uh, if you are a GSSF member, okay, of the Glock Sports Shooting Foundation. Uh, we can get you in there as well. Uh, if, if you're not a GSSF member or you don't fall on the retired or active LE or, or law enforcement, we can talk off the air. We can get that stuff together if it's, you know what I'm saying? But okay. other than that, you know, retired, active LE. Or uh, or then they, they can join the foundation. They can join the foundation, so, yeah. They, okay. they join the Glock Sports Shooting Foundation. They're allowed to take the armor's course. Now, the advanced class, everybody wants that. Uh, the advanced class. Uh, now, our classes are pass or fail. You know what I mean? Uh, we've changed some things. And when I took over in a leadership role as training manager and then uh, our new director, I, I call him team leader, but our, our new director. Uh, so we don't sign off on people. You don't just show up and pay for your certificate. You earn it. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Uh, mm -hmm. we, we're not going to just sign off on people to show up for a class that don't have any business touching somebody's gun. So if you don't meet our standards, we give you a certificate of attendance. If you oh my gosh! Us, no, yeah. No, 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 no. You, but you can come back and take the course again. We'll let oh, you okay. come back and take it again for free. <laughs> that's okay. basically the dunce cap. Hey, yeah, that, yeah, that sounds like uh, yeah. what they do in the military. Yeah, yeah. Certificate of attendance. You we'll, don't even we'll want to tell come, people that. Yeah, right. We'll let you come back and take it again for free. And we're uh -huh. not going to pay for any expenses and things like that. But if you don't meet the standards, we'll let you come back and take it for free. No, no problem. The advanced hmm. armor class. Uh, you have to have same thing. It's a certificate of attendance or a certificate of completion if you make the standard. Oh. The advanced class, though, you have to be cur a current armor with two years experience. However, mm. if you don't meet that criteria, I can grant you a a, a waiver. Uh, you'd have to send me a mini bio just basically saying, you know, uh, this is who I am. I've got this much experience. I've taken armors classes on, on the M4, 870 shotgun, the 1911, which tells me, well, hell, if you can take a 1911 apart or M4, you should be able to take a Glock apart. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So uh, we just store that stuff in our files so we have something in our records, okay, saying that, that you are basically telling us that you won't be a, a hindrance to the class. Right. So my question here would be, um, did you ever have the occasion – that somebody's butt just had to be given the pure failure. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, man, you know, unfortunately, we don't like to fail people. But, yeah, man, we just get sometimes we get people to show up that just, you know, uh, I've had I have had a guy, you know, what I mean, uh, that, you know, he, he, want, he was in the advanced class. And let me go back. The advanced class is not the class you come to to learn how to field strip the pistol and all these things. When you come to any type of advanced class, no matter what class it is, if it says advanced on there, you are expected to be at a certain skill set, a certain level. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and I had to stop the class several times and work with him. And, and after a while, it just becomes unfair to the other paying customers and that I got to stop while now and, and, and take care of you five, ten minutes to get you up to speed. And then other students are sitting around just waiting, you know, you know, just kind of twirling their thumbs, so it's not fair to them. So after a while, man, I just, I really, I had to, I had to, I, I felt bad, but I had to call a break, and I just had to, I had to, I had to put him outside and, and talk to him and dismiss him from the class because he just wasn't ready. He wasn't mm -hmm. getting 
anything out of the class and this is a guy that's going to go back and work on somebody's gun, that's a bad day. Yeah, you know absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is that is a tough day. Um, yeah, man. I don't know how he got into the advanced class. You know, like yep. I can see myself having a tough time getting out of the introductory. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, man, like I said, we don't want to fail nobody, man. But uh-huh. every now, no, some people need to be failed, man. Some people. Need I to mean, be you know, failed. it's just we just we just we want we want people to know that we're serious about our training, and yeah, you just don't come up and just you just don't show up at our class and yeah. and buy your certificate. You actually earn it, and, and yeah. I want to I, I want to know that I earned my stuff. That you know, yeah. they just didn't give it to me. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. Look, I have a my motorcycle endorsement on my license, but I grew up. I never even owned a bicycle growing up, so I really so you could need not to get that revoked. You need yeah, to get that so I could not ride a bicycle. I could not ride a bicycle. So, but I decided that I wanted to ride a motorcycle, and I went to the class, and I dropped that bike so many times. And this is in Florida, so people over here in Florida, before they could walk, they ride motorcycles and mopeds <laughs> and stuff yeah. like that. So everyone was awesome in there except me. And the guys were like, "Hey, man, listen, <laughs> you know, we'll let you come back, but you got to, you know, you got to go because you're gonna hurt yourself." And that was an awesome thing that they did. I actually. So I went out and I bought a bicycle and I learned how to ride that. And then actually the whole family, like Lola didn't, didn't ride a bicycle. My boys didn't do it because it just wasn't like something that I did. And so we all started riding bicycles. And then I got, I got like, a, I think I got like a Ninja 250 or something and, and did a lot of riding. And so by the time I went back there, man, hey, I got that endorsement. And then Lola banned me from buying motorcycles. <laughs> but you know i got it and that's why i think like listen you have to some people for their own good and then yes like in the case of a glock that someone you know i mean these are people out there that are serving communities uh protecting themselves and other people that you know that could be that could be a bad day yeah yeah man yeah i have another question for you scotty Mm -hmm. um this one being um for instance, like when I was in the military, I avoided going to the armorers course because I didn't want to work in the arms room in the military. Yeah. So, of course, when I got out of the military, everybody was talking to me about getting the Glock armorers course and try to get as many armorer courses as I can. And I never went to one. Cool. So you already acknowledged that if you're like active LEO, retired LEO and a member of uh, NSSF. Um, so how, yeah. yeah, so now how does that work for um, people who are National Guard, active duty, or retired military? Yeah, you're good. You qualify. Uh, so it's under that same? Yeah, yep. Oh, cool. Yeah, yep. yeah, and I think it's the GS, the Glock? Yeah, GSSF, the Glock Sports Shooting okay. Foundation. Okay. Oh, I said what I say. NSF. Yeah, you're yeah, mixing yeah. that up I with the. Mean, yeah, you're mixing yeah, that up with the shot show one. That's the shot show. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> no, that's. There's a lot of acronyms, man. That happens, which reminds me, because um, I think there was another part of the question that Lola asked. But before we get into that, lots of these shows have been canceled. So, how are you guys dealing with that over at Glock? How are you all dealing with uh, the whole coronavirus situation? Are you all on home duty? What's what's the official word over there, Glock, on this? No, nah, man, we're still we're still uh, we're still you know carrying on. I mean, we're being careful and cautious, of course, but uh, you know uh, we we already done some rescheduling. So those those people that already set up classes, if they want to have a class, then we're gonna go do it. You know what I mean? If if they don't, we we reschedule them. So that's kind of how we're handling it. 
you know, there is a lot of we've already had a lot of cancellations and a lot of rescheduling. But like I said, if, if they if they want to have the class because they, they've been waiting on it, we're going to go do it. That's how we're mm-hmm. doing it. Right. And I know you're not necessarily in marketing, but so far as the shows like NRA show was coming up and that got canceled. And, um, you know, what's like the corporate stance on on that with shows or do you do you even know about that? Or is there no, even anything I don't, issue I don't even do NRA. I mean, I, I normally don't go go to NRA on my own dime. I do shot okay. show every year. Okay. NRA is it's one of those things that because normally I'm traveling teaching myself, so mm-hmm. I'm always coming back off a road trip and then they have the NRA show. And I'm like, no, I don't want to be. I want to be home. So you know. Yeah. Okay. So when it comes to, I think Lola's second part was, uh, what are the steps of your training class and who do you train? So you, because you just don't do the armorist thing, right? You actually train people to shoot, right? To defensive that's a, yeah, shooting. That, that's correct. Yeah. Okay. So we got the armorist class. We have the advanced armorist class. We have the instructor workshop which is a two and a half day shooting it's a continued education class uh showing you how to be a better instructor and we have the glock operators course which we like to call a skills builder you know what i mean you don't have to be mm-hmm. an instructor to get in that class and then we have the mos operator we're running red dot everybody's running red dots now so we give you our spin on that and then we have uh we have the the brand new uh we call it the low profile concealed carry class we have that one as well so yeah uh, we teach you know, I t- like I said earlier, you know, I touch some of everybody. I touch LE guys. I touch military guys, uh, private security guys. I've touched bodyguards and civilians alike. Okay. Uh, very cool. Let me see. Um, hopefully that answered any questions on that. I know I see comments there. People are, like enjoying all this information. Um, Elster's Rifles and Reloading has a good question here that I'm going to ask you. He says, okay, here's a really good question. What is Glock's thoughts on the PSA dagger that is about to come out, uh, that is very Glockish, quote unquote, Glockish. Can that actually take Gen Three Glock parts? Question mark. Question mark. Yeah, uh, that's, that's, so what uh, like I said, that's that's a conversation for you know people higher up on the food thing. I'm a yeah. trainer. You know what I'm saying? I've seen it at Shot Show. I actually saw it at Shot Show. You did. Uh, did you handle it? I did see it. You, ha- I did. you handled I it. it up. I looked at it. I handled it. You know what I mean? You know. What What you uh, think? I mean, you know, it's sexy, you know what I mean? But sexy is, doesn't equate to better, you know what I mean? And, you know, I always tell people, you know, are you willing to bet your life and bet your family's life on something that's just, you know, you know what I mean, just kind of pieced together? And no disrespect to that, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't, mm-hmm. you know, but what's the application, you know what I mean? You know, there's a lot of things that take place, man, when you start putting guns together. The QC mm-hmm. stuff, the research and development. You're talking about a life-saving tool. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A life-saving tool. And that's what we pride ourselves off of. We know that when we put that tool in your hand, we know we've done the research. We've done the development. We've monitored the quality control. We control everything. So we know you're getting the finest product out there. Uh, so, like I said, you know, a lot of stuff that's going on with our system, a lot of people have taken and, and done modifications, and, they, and, they, and they've come up with their own clones. And, and, and good on them. You know what I mean? I'm not hating you know, I don't, I don't not no man's hustle. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know what I mean, you have to ask yourself, you know, what's the application? You know what I mean? You know, uh, it felt uh, good in the hand. Mm-hmm. I held it in my hand. But, you know, even if I wasn't, if I if I was just Scotty Banks off the street, you know what I mean, you know, uh, and when you know better, you can do better. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, if I didn't have any, it's easy to persuade somebody, uh, the masses of people who don't really, uh, who don't really, 
you know, have a true understanding of things. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's real easy to get persuaded. You know? But when you truly understand and you know, when you know better, you can do better. And I'll just, that's what I'll, all I'll say about that. Yeah. Um, if, if someone were to ask me, like, why do I think there's all these um, clones of Glocks out there in the world? First of all, you know, Glock changed this entire game. I mean, you know, we've got to give it to Gaston Glock right there, right? He, of he completely changed this game of self-defense. Um, he changed the complete course of history, <laughs> you know, up to up to that point that the first uh, Glock came out, we were pretty much dealing with derivatives of uh, 1911 for the most part, right? Not, mm-hmm. yep. You know, so I, I think that when you do that, everything that comes after that cannot escape that thing of being, you know, being compared to what's the pinnacle or what, what was, what was the, uh, uh, you know, like uh, the the words escaping me, but what's, everyone's going to fight, go up, try to go up against the thing that changed the game. Right. Of course. Yeah. 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 And then the number one thing that happens there, the next thing that happens after that is that everyone wants to get it cheaper at a cheaper price. And I'm not trying to knock that either. I think there's just like situations out there where people feel like, Hey, you know, I can't, here's, here's my take on it, man. I won't knock, like, I think people, I tell people, if you can afford, if a high point is what you can afford, get a high point. Absolutely. Yeah, That's man. the way I feel about it. Defend yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. No doubt about it. Yeah. So Something what, is better than nothing. Abs- yes. Yeah. So whatever it is you can afford out there, you know, you, you go, you get that thing, make sure it works for you. Um, you know, know how it, know how it works. Uh, practice with it, train with it, all those kinds of things. But I think what happens is then people start fi- trying to go like, okay, can we save money? And then of course, you know, we're, we're capitalist. You know, capitalism is awesome. People get into the game and and they compete with that. But there are alternatives here. So for example, you can you can get a used Glock. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I'm 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 not against people mm-hmm. getting, you know, what they can get. You know, mm-hmm. not against get that at all. You know, I don't. I don't take it personal when 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 some of these other people do certain things and and, mm-hmm. and they make a clone and hey you know I don't, I don't take it personal man you know, life is life is good if you let it be you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah absolutely it's a, it's a, I think it's a great thing for Glock I don't think that I don't see Glock as being in any danger anytime soon no nah, I don't think so either <laughs> you know um be, just just be based on the what they did and what I would try to say to other com- like you know I get it I think you can Obviously, there's a business model by trying to reverse engineer what someone else did that changed the game, and and you can build out of that and improve on that 100% for sure, right? But I think if you really if you really want to do something here, then as a company, speaking to companies out there, then you change the game. You know, yeah, it's pretty simple, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, that's the way to go about it. But and a lot of times, like the number one complaint that a lot of us have actually is that. Um, you know, since then, uh, Glock doesn't uh, Glock doesn't like make massive changes anymore, right? This is a, one of the things that I think folks expect because Glock so massively changed the game. And then what they've done since then is make these improvements. I mean, from the from the original Glock 17 up until what was it we were talking about before the Gen 5? Mm-hmm. You know, there were these increments of improvement that that came along and and that kind of like the way that human beings are we want to see these big massive explosions of course yeah technology yeah so 
I know that's what causes a lot of frustration for people. I'm going to say probably we won't see anything like that until someone goes to lasers. Um, you know, yeah. I, here's what I tell folks. I understand, you know, uh, uh, sex sales, right? It's mm -hmm. the oldest profession in the world, right? And, mm -hmm. and even when it comes to guns. Because we buy it. You know, we all buy it. Yeah, even, even yeah. when it comes to guns, man, they want them sexed up. They want them pretty. And they want all these different design changes. They want all these things. You know, for a gun, you're going to stick in your waistband. And it's going to be out of sight, out of view until you need it. Yeah, so listen, Scotty, I only want one thing. You know what that is? What's that? A Glock carbine. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I want, yeah, brother. That's we all. make pistols, man. Yeah, we, we, we make pistols. That's what we do. We're a pistol company, man. Okay. All right. All right. Fine. <laughs> fine. Okay. So let me... Um, by the way, so let me see this. I think there's some other people asking this, but Rodney Brady wants to know if you have an IG. And yes, he does have an IG. I'm going to uh, Instagram. Instagram. You want to tell the people your social media? I'm going to throw your Instagram up on the screen. It is uh, Mr. Underscore Instructor 72 right there, and I'll show people what it looks like. But what's your other um, social media that folks can find you on, Scotty? I really don't have any much. I just All I do is oh. Instagram. Yeah, I mean, you know. Oh, really? Okay, so it's yeah. mostly so any if anyone's interested in seeing what you're up to, it's mostly the Instagram stuff, right? Yeah, mostly Instagram. You know, I like to cook. You know, what I mean, I put cooking okay. stuff on there, and you know, okay, cool. shooting video here and there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, nice. awesome. So there you go. So I, I just, uh, it's uh, you want to tell the folks what it is again? Uh, it's Mister Underscore Instructor uh, Seventy Two. Yeah. All right, so anyone who uh, wants to find out more about Scotty's recipes, and also, if you <laughs> want to start a campaign to see if we can get Scotty to talk to Gaston Glock about the Glock carbine, that's where you go to. <laughs> Let's see if there's any questions. We'll see if I have any uh, internet poll. We'll get some people over on your, <laughs> over on your IG. We want the Glock carving. <laughs> Give it to us. We know you have it. Listen, I heard somebody told me, man. I want. Uh, uh, I'm not gonna say who. Because yeah, I, I can't gonna say it's not credible unless you say. Because uh, no, I'm not gonna say who because I can't remember who it was. But I went to buy the Glock booth one time, and there was a guy there working in the Glock booth, and I was like, dude, just tell me the truth. Is there a Glock carbine in the safe? And he said, yes, there is. You didn't think he was just messing with you? I don't know. I don't know. He should have never you told never, me that. You never stopped to think, oh, he's got this messing with you. It was at the end of SHOT Show. He could have just been tired of that question. Oh, yeah, of course. You didn't think he was messing with you? Come on. Man. No, I know. I know. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he was, but, you know. Yeah, I gotta try, man. Oh man, <laughs> I gotta try. That's something that people are competing against Glock with right now. Even though you're saying Glock doesn't make a carbine, there's people out there trying to make a carbine. I mean, so let's let's just look at the magazine, man. The Glock magazine, I think, is one of the most. It's not not one. Of, it's the most popular handgun magazine. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. How many times anything that comes out that's a pistol caliber carbine or whatever, and the first question people say, does it take Glock mags? Yeah, that's true. That's so, true. I'm just saying, Keltex made a carbine. Uh, I think Ruger Ruger just released a carbine using Glock mags. Keltex uses Glock mags. You know, there's Damn. all the, all those AR-15s, like not nine millimeter AR-15 pattern rifles or whatever you want to call it, right? That uses Glock mags, right? There's Chris Vector. I know you heard of Chris Vector. Oh yeah, yeah. I had a buddy used to work up there. Yep. Yeah. 
Okay, all right, all right, Scotty. So I'm just saying. Hey, Scotty, man, ain't gonna mess around <laughs> and have you lose your job. Don't hit about this Glock garbage. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> I know, I know the line right now. Just put it on a, tur- a T-shirt. We just make pistols. I get it. Yeah, we just make pistols. Yeah, it'll be awesome if Glock made an AR-15, though. By the way. Let's just add that to the mix. There's already a ton of AR-15s out there. <laughs> no, I want one that's got Glock stamped on it. Oh, God. <laughs> do you know, do, okay, so do you know that Magpul, speaking of someone that makes Glock stuff, right? Magpul makes a lot of Glock stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you know that Magpul actually, for a very, very brief period of time, made an AR-15? I did not. With Yeah, with Magpul on it. And I actually, so one of my friends has two. He has, he has the lower that has Magpul on it, mm-hmm. right? And he has a complete gun. I guess Magpul was messing around with actually getting into the AR, into the gun game. And they made these guns. And the only people that ever got their hands on them were people that did, like, close friends to Magpul when they were thinking about this, and then I get, I don't know if it was the lawyers or whatever over at Magpul, and they were like, no, we can't actually do this. So this is so rare that it's referred to as the China doll. Damn, no, I didn't know that, man. Yeah, it's very rare, but it does exist. If people don't believe me, go look that up. So I'm just saying, Scotty, when you're over at the Glock factory one day, just go over there and program into something, AR-15, get some Glock stamped on it, <laughs> And, and hook a brother up, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm hot, man. <laughs> man. Uh, let's see. Let's see what. Uh, uh, let's see what other. Someone, Kathleen, music lover, says cannot st- stand the Glock dingus. Laugh out loud. That's the safety, the trigger safety. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I would rather have a trigger safety than um, an actual like a. You know, safety on the slide and all that kind of stuff. Well, as he shoot, because um, everybody's putting trigger safeties on guns now. All the striker fire guns out there. CZ has yeah. one. Yeah. Big has one. MP has one. So, mm-hmm. was he shooting? <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't think Kathleen. Uh, Kathleen. I think she's more into like traditional type guns. Oh, she, like she, fire. Yeah, and I think she was also like the one asking about metal. Um. Uh, Keith Gregory wants to know why is the Gen 5 only in 9mm? Because that's the demand. I mean, nobody's really shooting 40 caliber guns. You know, we, we always release the pistol in the most popular caliber. And there's been a huge shift from 40 cal to 9mm across the country. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, uh, people are transitioning back to 9mm guns at a staggering rate. Uh, nobody's really carrying 40 cal. There's still some people carrying it, but, you know, the the... Uh, a lot of people, man, are dumping 40 cal guns left and right, and they're going back to 9mm guns. So uh, when the Gen 5 w- uh, was introduced, the 9mm gun was the most popular gun at the time, so we came out in 9mm first. Uh, now, when Gen 4 came out uh, in 2010, the 40 caliber was the most popular round. So the Gen 4 was produced in 40 caliber first, then 9mm followed suit. Hmm. So, okay, so when you guys are manufacturing, most of what you manufacture is 9mm. Obviously, yeah, you're, you're five, making 10mm and stuff like that, and 40 and 45 still, but... Still, yeah, still, okay. but not, not in Gen 5, though. Not in Gen 5. Yeah, so, only 9mm. Okay, but so are you, you're still manufacturing Gen 4, though, right? Yeah, we're still doing Gen 3s and Gen 4s. Okay, uh-huh. okay, Gen 3s and Gen 4s still being made. Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. Okay, and then no plans of stopping that anytime soon, right? That's correct. Okay, but for right now, Gen 5 is only going to be 9 millimeter. It's only 9 millimeter. Anytime we produce a new, we make a new generation, mm-hmm. eventually, if you, if, you, if, if you paid attention to the generations of guns, eventually it's just a matter of time for stuff starts coming out in different calibers. But right now, the Gen 5 is only out in uh, uh, 9 millimeter. I don't know when we'll produce a Gen 5 in another caliber, but right now, the 40 caliber, I'm sorry, the nine millimeter is such, it's, it's such, it's in such high demand that nobody's even buying 40 caliber guns. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. the nine millimeter gun is what everybody's wanting. So that's what we're producing. Yeah. I remember uh, when I was in the army, they did a test between uh, nine and 40 and um, the test pretty much came back that the nine was doing about as much damage as the 40. So around about that time frame, I remember everybody was yeah, of kind course. Of getting rid of their forties and going back yeah. to nines. And yeah. that's the thing with that's the thing with with our uh, ballistics. You know, I've been fortunate enough to be around some 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 high end, you know, law enforcement agencies, federal agencies, and you know, I've been able to hang out with their ballisticians and and really get educated on how ballistics work. And that's a lot of thing. A lot, uh, most people out there that carry a gun have no clue how ballistics actually work. They've mm-hmm. been taught and they've been conditioned to think that, oh, if you get a 45, then that's the one hit a quitter. If you shoot somebody mm-hmm. with a 45, they're going to stop in the tracks. It just doesn't work like that. Handguns simply don't go fast enough to cause any real damage. That's a fact. Right. This ain't Scotty Banks' words. It's a fact. You know, mm-hmm. that's why it's critical to put the shots in the right place. So it's the shot placement that kills, not the caliber. Whether you're shooting a 9 mil 40, 45, and that fault has been it's been fought for decades, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, we go, you know, we go, we're going to shoot a 45 because if we shoot somebody with that, then that's the end, end all to be all. Most people just don't understand how ballistics actually work, and they got this thing in their mind that if you shoot somebody with a 45, you know, all of a sudden they're going to drop dead. They don't know that, you know, you can shoot somebody through the heart and there's still enough oxygen left in the body for that person to commit chaos for 15, 20, 30 seconds, you know what I mean? Imagine mm-hmm. a guy with an M4. He's going to die, right? Mm-hmm. He's been shot through the heart, but he got an M4 with a with a freaking 30-round mag in there. Imagine the damage he can do. And those are the things that people don't really take into consideration. They just don't know. So uh, that's one of the things that we, we try to do in our, our shooting courses. We try to give you a we, – we have a section dedicated to ballistics to actually teach you and, and, and educate you how ballistics really work. I always tell folks, don't expect too much out of your handgun. Don't matter if you're carrying a 9 a 40 caliber, a 45, a 10 millimeter. Don't expect too much out of your handgun. Handguns just don't go fast enough to cause any real damage, and you need to understand that. So it's not the caliber that kills. It's where you put them. And even putting them in the right place, that guy, if he's a mean SOB, I mean, he still can cause chaos, man. You know, uh, uh, being shot through the heart, which means he's mortally wounded, he's going to die. But if he's committed to his cause, you know, he can really cause a lot of stuff, man. A lot mm-hmm. of damage, right? Yeah. yeah. So let's say the folks out there, if they wanted to find, like you just said, right? People don't know enough about ballistics. What? Where's the? Where's the place that you think folks out there could go to easily and find out more about this? If they there's all type really of data to... online, man. There's all type of data online. Yeah. This. I mean, this is the internet. There's a lot of stuff. Like that's why I'm saying. Yeah. Where would you recommend folks go to find good information? Because there's still some bad info out there. As yeah, well, it's think. a lot of bad info out there too. And the mm-hmm. thing with ballistics, you know, people. Nothing can mimic the human body except for the human body. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we can we use these tests as a guideline to get some type of idea of what's going to happen when 
when a, when that when that projectile passes through heavy clothing, a barrier, auto glass, all these things, man. Uh, if you're an LE guy, or military guy, you can contact some of these. There's some of these bigger agencies around around the country uh, that's uh, that's that that conduct their own ballistics testing stuff mm-hmm. like that. If you're a civilian, I don't know who's going to give up that information to a civilian. I just don't know. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I but think the I think the FBI um I think the FBI has some data on this. They do. I don't know how. I think that's public. Um, it could be public. Yeah, yeah. I think that's probably the best place to look. Uh, if 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 anyone out there, and then also like people are saying in the chat, um, nine millimeters come a long way. It technology wise, I think all ammo has been technology has allowed us to develop all these things a little bit, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, that. That's something that um, that that people I think need to think about out there. Uh, and even someone, and another thing, someone was saying that you know they went out and they were looking, and forty caliber was actually available. So that's an indication. Yeah, <laughs> of how much people are not using it. Yeah, I always tell people get the gun that you can shoot the fastest mm-hmm. and the most accurate because that's what you want. The goal is to put the most amount of rounds in the least amount of time. You know, mm-hmm. so you know. If you shoot a nine millimeter, if you can shoot it quickly and accurately, well, go with it. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, mm-hmm. so that's that's kind of what I tell folks: get the gun that you can shoot the fastest yeah. and the most accurately. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, I think it's up to you. Um, while while we're talking about while we're talking about all these uh, different things around, like the coronavirus and things like that, what kind of stuff do you do, man, to prepare for these things? Are you like the kind of person? Uh, you could jump in here too, Mike. Uh, are you the kind of person that you wait until this stuff comes up and then you try to get nine millimeter? Do you set aside things all you know all the time for this? How, what's your philosophy on this? No, I mean I've, I've I've been I've been I've been you know blessed and fortunate to work in the industry for twelve years. So you know I uh, you know I get favors done all the time, and I do favors for people too. And they they take care of you when you take care of people. You know, like to take care of you back. So I, I I got my stash man in my house, man. I'm 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 pretty I'm pretty squared away on nine mil and two two three and got some three oh eight. So yeah, I'm I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of okay. That sounded a little bit to me like, hey, don't come to my place. <laughs> if, it, if, it, if things go down like that, uh, you, you, what do you think about this? You think this is really getting apocalyptic, like everyone is getting to? Well, you know, you know, humans, we have a way of making things worse than what it actually is. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, uh, we, we do need to take heed and listen to what they're saying to a degree. Uh, I'm not going to let it stop my everyday living. I'm, I'm going to be mindful of what I'm doing, where I'm at. You know what I mean? I'm not going to I'm going to try to just take care of myself like I always do. I'm a homebody anyway. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, uh, I'm glad I'm not traveling as much right now because of, you know, being exposed to different stuff. But I'm not going to let it change who I am and what I am. I mean, I'm going to live my life like I've been living it, you know what I mean? Like I said, I'm a homebody anyway. I'm on the road so much that when I'm mm-hmm. home, I just want to be home, you know what I mean? You yeah. know, uh, that's, so that's what I, that's what I tell, like, that's what I was saying to me, you know, this obviously, it, it's, it, it kind of sucks that there's all this stuff going on and shows are getting canceled, but in a way as well, I'm kind of glad, like, I get a little bit of a chance to get some kind of break and recharge my batteries, and I think everyone should look at it is that as well? This is a chance. If you're home for whatever reason, get some sleep. Yeah, I mean rest. Get I mean, some you know, rest. You know, yeah. spend time with family. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not really you know uh, I'm not really you know concerned about it. I think you know they'll 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 find something. They'll they'll get a control over it. That's what I think. I think it'll it'll subside eventually. 
but it is, you know, it is good to take precautions and try to prevent it. Uh, unfortunately, some people are just reckless. They don't give a damn. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's that that makes it bad for the people who are trying to be responsible and, and do the right thing. But I'm not going to I'm not going to, like I said, do a drastic change to my everyday routine man. my day, my, my, my way of living. I'm not I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And I think I, go, ahead, go ahead, Mike. Yeah, I was going to say that I'm, I'm the same way. Nothing's drastic changing with me. The only thing that's changing is um, everything that's going on around me. So NRA show canceled. Um, the Florida State Championship got pushed back a couple months. So that just altered my plans. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and by the way, this is a thing we have to live with forever. So you yeah. can't stay in a in a forever state of like uh, panic over these things. This is forever now. The once genies come out of the bottle, they don't go back in. We have to live with this forever. Obviously, you know, there's things there's there's things going into place that the government uh, people are putting into place to kind of um, to deal with this until they come up with a vaccine or whatever, however long that's going to take. But this is something we're going to have to deal with forever. And uh, the best time to get prepared is before stuff happens. And if you, you know, I would say right now, if you know that you've got guns, you've got ammo, you've got supplies and things like that, don't go crazy and overpay for things. I know there's people talking about like um, uh, cheaper than dirt is out there price gouging and other people price gouging. Um, I get all of that. Just don't partake in that, man. (laughs) You know, buy low, sell high. So let me ask you um, Mm -hmm. with the coronavirus going on and everybody who actually ended up passing away from it mm-hmm. only i've only heard of elderly people passing away from it but i haven't heard of anybody passing away that was like infant to 40 years old Neither uh, I. Neither uh, I. yeah i think so um first of all with medical stuff and i'm not like an expert on this at all but with the way that the medical laws are uh, and Lola can probably speak to this better than me. I think it's HIPAA laws, right, Lola? HIPAA. Yeah, HIPAA. They're not going to release a lot of stuff. So, mm. you know, because they cannot release a lot of details about people. So I think that that maybe in the beginning was true, that it's re- usually on, only older people that that's going to happen to. But that's not going to be the end result here. Ultimately, we're going to, a few. you know, there's people die. I think 30 to 50 people, 50,000 people die of the regular flu every year or the other strains that exist, people are going to die from this. And, you know, it's it's going to be young, old, people of all different colors. There's some folks out there saying, like I've heard, oh, there's no black people. There's black people getting the coronavirus, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, what's the name of the uh, black James, the black Superman guy? Uh, what's that British? Uh, yeah, Idris Elba got the coronavirus and all that kind of stuff. So this is a human being thing, and a lot of human beings are going to be affected by this, is what I would say. By the way, um, shout out to Tactical Toolbox. I saw Tactical Toolbox in the chat. Shout out to him. We need to get Tactical Toolbox to uh, come on the show here sometime soon so we can catch up with all the stuff going on with him. Um, Tyvin Show says, uh, uh, he gave us a couple of bucks here. He said, everyone give Lola a shout out in the comments. She's awesome. That's true. Lola is awesome. We're over nine o'clock, so I don't want to. I don't want to keep Scotty and Mike here that much longer. I think this this has been great, man. What do you think? How how's it been? What do you think? It's been awesome. pretty awesome. good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, man. Yeah, this is an amazing show. Two hours just went by real fast. I don't think I asked about Glock carbines enough. That's my <laughs> that's my one criticism. <laughs> I don't think we really covered the Glock carbine. 
question. I can't take nothing about that. I mean, you know, I can't talk about something that don't exist. Yeah, I don't think we covered it well enough, though. I don't think we, we did. We talk pistols all day. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but hopefully we'll get him to come back. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get these guys to wrap up. I'm going to start with Mike. Um, tell the folks out there, Mike, um, you know, what you're getting up to here briefly and how, how, they, how they can keep in touch with you and support you, et cetera. Yeah, so I will actually say um, please go to Instagram and look up at Munitions Weapons Tactical. Follow me on my shooting um, quest within competition shooting USPSA around the country. And um, actually, we just came out with some new hats. So if you would like a hat, please um, DM me and I'll tell you what to do. And if you head on over to m-wtactical.com forward slash store, you can get some uh, apparel that we have. Oh, Woodland. Oh, that's cool. That's a cool... That's a cool thing right there. And where do they get that from again? Uh, www.m-wtactical.com forward slash store. All right. Very cool. All right. So, Scotty, how can the uh, folks keep in touch with you? Um, what information can you give out for people who want to maybe do some follow-ups or follow you? I know we spoke about the IG, but hit them up with, with that again. Yeah, that's pretty much all I'm active on is IG. Uh mm -hmm. But if anybody's interested in taking a training course, uh, then go to GlockTraining.com. GlockTraining.com, and they can see the schedule for the entire year up into 2021. Okay. So if someone goes there, you're always are you always in there? Are you always giving those courses, or is it different people? Different people, yeah, different people. Okay. Yeah. So what if the people want the Scotty experience? Then what? Do <laughs> you know, it's kind of when, when when you're the manager, man. It's kind of I, I used to be the guy that. People oh. could call and request, you know what I mean? But now, okay. really, being the manager, I have to oversee the daily operations. I and mean, so now uh, my job is to make sure my team members have what they need. I still do big, you know, like special stuff, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Me, me and actually the director, we, we still go out and teach uh, if it's a special class, you know what I mean? Like, you know, mm -hmm. somebody's a big agency that's transitioning from some other manufacturer to the Glock pistol or mm -hmm. whatever. We still get out and go do that. We like to show them the leadership. So, uh uh, I, I still do teach, you know what I mean? Uh, if somebody uh, wants to get me, you just have to check the schedule and see if I'm on it or not. Okay, cool. Yeah, man, I, I really enjoyed this, so I hope we get you back on here. Maybe if you're in Florida or something like that, we can we can do something or yeah, I'll man. come up there and do something with you guys if if uh, if that's okay, as long as I get to see that what's in the safe. Oh, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be disappointed. I'm holding it up for him. Yeah. yeah, okay. All right, cool. Um, <laughs> let me let me do this right now. Before um, before I end this here, I want to remind everyone, go to HankStrange.com. Okay, that's the way that you support us on HankStrange.com. We've got Lola's deals on there if you want to find out ways you can save money, especially now you guys, for whoever's out there buying ammo and guns, not telling you to do it, but if you're doing it, go to... Um, Ballistic Inc. That's where you can get the, uh, this is the Gun Nerd shirt. This and other shirts can be found at Ballistic Inc. I want to thank, I want to thank Scotty Banks as well as Mike Woodland for coming on the show. They've been awesome guests. I am going to drop the end right now of the show. Everyone stay right there. Boom. Make sure you guys subscribe, thumbs up, ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live with this. You can also find us <clears throat> On iTunes and Podbean and all your favorite places that you listen to audio, we strip out the audio of this, we throw it up. Thanks to Franklin Armory for sponsoring the show. This has been awesome. Awesome, Scotty, man. So yeah, man. much yeah, so man. much info. I think the fo everyone out there is saying that. They got a lot of info. We got to get you to come back again. Of course, it's always Absolutely. awesome. It's always awesome seeing Mike. Any last words from you guys before we get out of here? Who's got last words? 
please go check out the M-W Tactical Podcast. Just do a search for M-W Tactical Podcast or just go to my Instagram and click on the link in the bio. Awesome, awesome. Very cool. All right, guys, don't forget to ask Scotty about the Glock Carbine when you go to his IG. <laughs> don't forget about that. <laughs> We're out of here. Peace. <laughs>